You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time. Welcome, Taylor. Welcome to the show. I have seen that before. You have seen it before on Instagram. Wait, did you? You've did you like it? it a lot? Yeah. Do you like it? I do. I have never understood your infatuation with Raymond Arroyo. Oh, that that goes deep. It, it's just goes, a thing. A I don't history. know. It's just a thing. It, do you do you have certain things that just make you laugh? Like you do them and they just make you laugh. No one really gets them and they just make you laugh. Uh, Forte Catholic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was brilliant. I don't know why, but something about him just makes me giggle and just like like pretending to be his biggest fan makes me giggle a little bit there. And I think that's leaked out onto me just in being yeah. really good friends with Edmund. Uh, and there's a, the Texans for life coalition is hosting a dinner in Irving and they bring in a guest every single year. And their guest is Raymond Arroyo. Raymond Arroyo. So when, Raymond Arroyo. So when someone at my parish was inviting me to this, like a staff member and they were telling me like, and the special guest is, Raymond Raymond Arroyo. Arroyo. I had to like suppress my laughter just oh. from just the inside joke of what <laughs> you have on Raymond Arroyo. Some people are so earnest that it like if if you just in it your seems head, disingenuous. yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. It's just in, in your head. If you just pushed it just a little bit more, <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt You're me? so honest. It, you must be lying. Yeah. No, it just seems. It just seems like I don't know. He oh, just no, no, seems no, no, funny. No. Like you don't get that from like salesmen or something like that, where they're like trying they're so, to convince you. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like overly done. You're just like I don't believe a word you're saying right now. You you don't get that at all. So you're comparing no. Raymond Arroyo to, to a, a salesman. salesman. That's that's exactly. not. You're, I think you're that's putting it. words in my mouth. If someone could clip that out, make that a <laughs> Instagram so, content. Okay. No, I don't know. I just I think. Speaking of honesty, here's where I think I I need clarity. Here we go. Because either I have this theory that either you actually love the man or you despise everything about him. No, it's neither. It's neither. I don't I don't get that either. Yeah. I don't I don't despise anything out of. Let me think about it. I've never been wrong, and you caught the first time on video. Yeah. I I don't think I despise anyone. <laughs> I don't think I despise. I don't think I despise anyone. Give me 15 minutes. <laughs> I really don't. Do you despise anyone, Nick? Is there anyone you despise? That's a strong word. Alexa, what does despise mean? Ooh, scorn, loathe. I think when I was in middle school, loathe? I probably despised someone. Nick Cannon? <laughs> no, no, no! I, I adored him. Yeah, me him too. and Drumline. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he was, was amazing. Was that completely random, or is that a thing? I know, no, that was completely <laughs> random. I was just really thinking funny. of someone who was perfect. <laughs> Taylor, you're <laughs> acting surprised. Like I'm really funny. Yeah, you, you don't think he's funny guy? He didn't believe that I like some of the things I said in the Blessed She podcast. Taylor's like DMing me, going, "How how many days out did you did you prepare some of these comments?" It was, and I was too like, "Funny." It was just yes. Yeah, no. he, he thinks yeah. his 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 perception of how my funniness is way down here. I, it was too funny. It was you, too funny for you. Are you that was planning too funny. things? Like no. you're, you're building things. You're so creative. And I feel like you oh. use all that creativity in the prep so that you're ready for the moment. Not really. No, I don't. No, not really. I try to be just as like 
present as possible. I, I can attest to that. Just knowing yeah. him and even working with him professionally, he's just an animal. <laughs> he never prepares. Well, that's, that's been helpful. I not thought he was I going said. to compliment you, and then he called you an animal. <laughs> yeah, you, no, in in the most charitable way that I can express it. <laughs> a good animal. A complete animal when it comes to his creative capacity, just professionalism in, in ministry. Oh, and so, so no, af- after that, after that, blessed is she um episode like me and you went out and we were just like kind of like debriefing just like decompressing about it and that was like no like that was edmund at his finest and that's like the edmund that i remember i peaked working at saint francis i I wouldn't say you peaked. do you prepare for your episodes it's okay if you do i do i it's okay if you do i prepare 10 percent of what i do yeah i have an outline for this segment's going to be about this i used to come in with like notes and then i gave up on life yeah yeah. now it's just segment Questions for guests. I'll have like two of the questions prepared. Okay, so I will sometimes I will prepare like a segment. Like if I if if like we're gonna like one time there's an episode where I brought lollipops that had insects in them. So like I had prepared that. I saw that. Oh wow. Wow. I can't believe I'm honored. Allie actually They all they almost all, did it. Yeah, they all like bailed on it. I was like, this what? doesn't make for good insects, YouTube content. No, we we all did it. Yeah, but we didn't eat them. Oh, no, None no, of us. No, not we, everyone did we didn't it. Eat that. It was a while ago, and I can't remember, but I remember being very disappointed in two people, and I think it was Allie and Johnny. Yeah. I think they both punked yeah. it. Okay. I didn't make it on that list. You weren't disappointed in me? I'm Dad? still not quite sure, I mean, Taylor. but you're here. <laughs> Is there anyone that you loathe? You're taller than I thought. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That that was, oh, yeah. Let's do that like that what that we thought like of a... each other when we met each other. Oh. Uh, Can you tell everyone how you met me? You scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so I come to your house. Yeah. And you... Yeah. I I'll, told you to – I gave you some explicit instructions on how to walk very in. Very explicit. Yeah. <laughs> on how to come Super in. explicit. <laughs> exactly. So, explicit. Um, I didn't want to do that because your wife was here and there were kids yelling and I was I, – I told him to <laughs> enter my house. <laughs> that's, that's why I left my house. I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that sentence on my podcast, do you think? Do you think I'll get canceled? No. Do you think I'll get fired? Canceled by who? The people who made this Who's scrappy gonna- drink. <laughs> I told Taylor to enter my house and say, I'm going to kill every bitch in here. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And I told him that that was the safe. I told him that that was the safe phrase that I say every time I enter my house. So how long did it take you to plan that joke? I did it in the moment. <laughs> I just texted it to you. I was like, what could I text him to make him giggle outside of my house in his car? Did it work, too? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I just I like, like making people giggle. There was no way I was going to do it. So I was like, okay. I, I was imagining you. You're a big man. Don't touch people me. Can't tell, <laughs> people can't tell on camera, but you're a, you're a husky guy. You're a big husky I am, guy. Uh, 50 pounds overweight, yes. So, <laughs> so I was imagining you entering my house, my wife seeing you for the first time, and you yelling that. And she probably has no idea who Her freaking I am. out. Yeah. Her f- just freaking out. And it made me giggle a little bit. It was really funny. And here I was. I was like, I need to use the restroom. And yeah. I'm, I'm, my mom taught me how to make first impressions. <laughs> the way to make first impressions is not to come into someone's house and poop right when you meet them. Wow. It's the opposite of what my mom told me. Explains a lot. <laughs> so I, I drove to the gas station. And when I park at the gas station, a wild animal yeah. starts running at my car. And it was Edmund. Yeah, I came to met. your passenger. I was so surprised. <laughs> so we went to a gas station to pick up drinks, these buzz balls, which you've rejected. This is really bad. Yeah. They're, they're very to, interesting. Shout out to Buzzball. Women owned. Shake well. Shout out to the women. But yeah, no, we I, we pull up at the gas station. I'm like, man, we're late. Like Taylor's sitting outside of my house. We pull up to the gas station. And then I look over and this car pulls up and you're in the car. It's crazy. I think I think God inspired that to happen. Did God tell you to try to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> so do you loathe anyone? 
Yes. Do you want to say who they are? Do we know them? No. Say, say what their name ri- rhymes with. Father. Father? Yeah. Yep. Like not his dad, but like God. My dad's name. God. <laughs> Can't stand that guy. <laughs> so many rules. What a jerk. <laughs> He's so impolite. You know, he, you know, his kill count is very high. So your father. No. No, 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 not his father. I, I got what you were My saying. My father's name isn't father. No, so I wouldn't write with that. I don't know. He's not six, and he thinks okay. his dad's name is dad. There's a father. Okay. Father? All right. And okay. then when his friend calls his dad dad, Taylor wasn't like, yo, why are you talking to my dad? <laughs> so you don't hate anyone? You don't despise anyone? At the moment? Like there's right no now? one that comes to mind? In my adulthood? Yeah, no, there's no one that don't. comes to mind. I feel like this question that- was... Are you a good Christian boy? And he said yes. And I said absolutely not. No, well, no, 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 no. Like we're, we can be honest. We no, can. I think we can be honest. Hmm. I'm sure if I really thought hard about it, I could come up with someone. It's just right now I can't think of anyone. But I think there are moments, especially when I'm on Twitter, that I'm like, yeah, I despise that person now. If I'm being really honest, just block them, and then you are you right, on Twitter? Right, there. Right, block are you on Twitter? Them. No. What are you? Because I'm a better person. <laughs> Because you're a Christian. <laughs> Basically. All of your questions are just the same question worded differently. <laughs> Did you want to tell us about that podcast? You said oh, you were yeah. going to talk, you were preparing to talk to Dallas people. I was. So I've been, and a lot of people feel this way, very envious of your Dallas crew. Really? So for two reasons. Wait, the, who? Who feels envious? Everyone of not in Dallas that's in like Catholic stuff. Really? I didn't realize this. Yeah. Because y'all are like cooler than everyone else. What? Or you just come over here. So, no. Um. <laughs> All right, then. Wait, where do you live currently? College Station, Brian. Wait, you're in Texas? Well, okay, so Dallas versus Brian. Okay. Yeah, so like the Catholic two, – two-parter. The Catholic Creatives Group. Sure. I never felt like part of the group because like the Catholic Creatives Group was like artists and painters, and I wasn't that. Well, you're and a I, musician. Y- yeah, but they weren't welcome either. But so oh. they made the Catholic Creatives Podcasters Group, and I, yeah. just, I finally found you found your group. I found my group. Yeah, and then because you're good at that, and then <laughs> I thought so, and then you started this show. Oh this come show, on! And you started doing all this video stuff and all your creative. I don't have a Mega Man. I don't have Raymond Arroyo. Dude, sounds. but you're like you're like five thousand episodes in. I'm like on episode thirty. Like, I, here's my thing: is I make I make things look way more successful than they really are. I'm getting like ten downloads. It's my mom. <laughs> Nick, Nick's mom. You watch it? No, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I critique <laughs> my own. No, I just you make it. said no, no. to a good Christian boy. Do you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just make it, I just make it look amazing. But I'm not actually that so, successful. You're, you, you got a lot of stuff going for you, man. See, okay. So and you're, just, you're a radio station too, right? Like you do radio. I, I am not a radio station. Well, no. but, but you could be. I'm currently broadcasting like a care bear. <laughs> broadcasting. from my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> You could get oh, like yeah. 20 miles out of you, I think, <laughs> if we turned you into a radio tower. I could probably get up a good 20 miles out Another of you. Another chubby joke? No, I just think I, your no. strength. You're, you're, you're no, you're love. strong like bulls. <laughs> your your, like reach, bull. your yeah. reach is wide. Okay, so you said that I made you feel horrible because of how awesome I am. Yes. Could you talk more about that? And then and then also like like y'all's group. like Who? Like me, Johnny, and Nick, and Allie? And Allie, and, and then like the Catholic creative crew too. Like, like There's like y'all four, and then the, y'all are part of the larger group, like the Disciples. Right. Wow. wow. And then, like, I see everybody, like, doing cool things. Yeah. And I get jealous. And then it was it's this weird thing because I was listening to this podcast. It's called The Happiness Something. It's from Malcolm Gladwell's crew. The Happiness Lab 
Yeah. Okay. It's essentially that like all of our happiness comes from whatever we are comparing to. Mm. So like yesterday, I got huge news that is like really good for me, really good for the show. So yesterday, I was in a great mood, and then I I go and I have a meeting today with somebody who gets 1.5 million downloads a month. Oh my gosh, who on their project? Raymond Arroyo. Raymond Arroyo. <laughs> Your father. <laughs> so, like, today I've been, like, upset. Yesterday. Because you're comparing to them. Right. I got this, this is a like, big thing. fairly exclusive yeah. thing that I was invited to. Yeah, yeah. On top of the world. Yeah. 24 hours later, I li- I, I, I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, I, I, I've had the most th- – like the last 30 days have been the most downloads I've ever had. The last week has been the most downloads yeah. I've ever had. Huge thing. And then all because I have a conversation with somebody who had yeah. 1.5. And then you compare it. It all crashed oh. down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, literally, I finished it as I parked into your driveway the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was all like essentially that the second place people for like Olympics were always the saddest person on the podium. Mm. Um, they had like some kind of percentage. Like they were like a four out of 10. Mm. While the gold medal was like nine. And the bronze was like a seven because the bronze is comparing to the – I almost got fourth. Wait, wait. So, so, so bronze is the happiest? Bronze is the second happiest. Oh, second happiest. Gold, they achieve their dreams. They're the happiest in the world. Bronze, they're two away from the top, but they're better than – Everyone. Exactly. I mean they, they, they made it. Yeah, right. they're the, they, they recognize that they're the They made it the to the platform. The silver person is I was this close to achieving my dream and I didn't do it. I yeah. failed. Gosh. So like even though they're the second best person in the entire world yeah. at whatever they're doing, like in, literally in the world, yeah, they're like they are, they are more upset. Like like literally how they look is upset, angry, and like they compared it to like when a not like a family member, but like a close friend passes away. Oh my goodness! So, is, so that's how you feel right now because you met this one dude who gets one point five. Yeah, million. I feel dead inside. You're just and then I came over here and I'm well, like, you oh, look good, great. real creative people. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> I didn't get that impression when I first met you. But I think, dude, I think I've everyone... been masking sadness for many years. <laughs> <laughs> dude, but I think everyone feels that way. Yeah. I mean, dude, when I first came across your podcast, I was like, man, this guy, he has a radio station. I don't have a radio station. He has like a hundred more episodes than I do. Like he's got a beard. I look like <laughs> I'm French, you know, like it's just like, so I think we all, I think we all do that. I mean, I think that's like, even when people are at the top, I think even when people get higher up, like you hope that when you get to a certain level, you'll be like, "Oh, I'm good," but then you meet people that are at that level and they're still comparing to other people, and it's interesting. Like I don't know what the answer is because I I don't know how to. I've never been able to like short, like um, I've never been able to short my brain to not feel that way. Yeah, me either. Nick, who do you compare yourself to? Father Mike Schmitz. You know, I think he's like uh, <laughs> right there. I think that's like the next level. You for were me. so close you know? to being a priest, right? Yeah. Was I? Yeah, you were so oh. close. Yeah. But then you came up second place. That's right. And you, got and you would have had and the same I'm name as the person deepened. I despise. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? Wow, did we, did we just come full circle back to Wait, uh, the person you despise was? is Father Mike Schmitz? No. Oh, oh. That's, that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> that's what you meant. You have no. the same wow, name as... Wow, got so real. Father Mike's all right. Oh, okay. I like Father Mike. All right. I, I met Father Mike. Actually, I'm not even going to tell that story. I don't, don't. think that's good. Yeah. Though. <laughs> it's immodest. No, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It, it could have to. Either now or after the recording. That's the rule. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, okay, I'll just be very brief about it. We're, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was a net missionary at the time, and once a month they put on uh, mini conferences called Lifeline, and he was the presenter for that, that uh, uh, day 
event comp- mini conference, and uh, we met in the bathroom. Uh, we were just washing our hands. Oh, that's right. Okay, and, uh, yeah, that was it. It was pretty awkward, but that was it. I mean, there was oh, multiple people like all around, but it, yeah. you know, we just had a little mini conversation. You said, "Hey, thanks for the mic." You pee too, huh? Yeah, every time I see him wash his hands, he doesn't use soap. <laughs> that's your opening line. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was. Father Mike didn't use soap. That's what really got me. He didn't. No, no, I'm just building off. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like priests at mass, they don't use soap. They just wash their hands. Just, oh, yeah. Lord, yeah. cleanse me from my iniquity. <laughs> Which is really weird theologically, because what? like I have to go to confession, but a priest just dips his fingers in water. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Man, it's always that's bothered really true. Me. Well, no, d- d- does that 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 carries over? Like even like post. Liturgy, post the liturgy, or don't they still need to confess? Yeah, they their still sins? need to go to confession, right? Yeah, okay. Does that okay. really actually cleanse them? It, it was, it was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh, man. Well, Taylor, I don't know you. I'm, Taylor, I'm still you're learning. a professional. Compared I'm to us, learning. you're a professional. I know you. You compare yourself to us, but we compare ourselves to you. You're a professional. You well, have an actual radio station. We take everything you say as true. Well, I tried to do an unplanned joke like you do, and it didn't go well. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just really, I really messed that one up. Uh, no, it was great. I just, an unplanned I, I was joke. How about that Abby Johnson last hey, week? Hey, unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> you should come on the show all the time. This is fun. Uh, you're crazy in person. I'm crazy, period. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to turn up the AC in here. That sounds good. On or turn phone? down. I'm going to turn it down. Yeah, watch this. You have a time limit set for your air conditioner? No, just all my social media. This is social media? I guess. It counts. <laughs> Count I, it. I don't want to tweet too much or have too much access to my air conditioner. To my thermostat. <laughs> it leads me into sin. Oh, my gosh. So how how is it been? Like, where are you at now? You're comparing yourself to us, which fine. That's okay. I mean, it's understandable. But, like, wh- like where are you? with your, How long have you been doing the show? Like, your show? Not the show. The, <laughs> the your show? Sh- uh, uh, 18 minutes, maybe? <laughs> three years? Three years this Gosh, week. Gosh, that's years. awesome. Yeah, so we had a three-year anniversary show. Can you tell – okay, you told us the story before, but I like the story. Have you told this story on your uh, on your program? I don't I have no idea what story you The story you're of, of um, Lionel Richie – the Lionel Richie guy. Lionel – Lionel Richie. Lionel – Hello. <laughs> it's me. The, Lino Rulli. Lino Rulli. The story of you going up on stage with him. Yeah, so around three years ago, so like right around the time that I was starting my show. Do you tell this all the time on your... No, I don't think I've told it. If I did, it would have been like the first two Okay, so you heard that, it here first, exclusive. That, that no one listened to, except Cut it out. my mom. No, uh, I like. I really like the story. So, Lino really is like my idol. He's the person that I want to be like in radio. Uh, he's hilarious. I want to be funny. I need to plan more jokes. So, well, what, is, what is... So, for people that don't know him, what is... He's... He's the Catholic guy, yeah, the, the Catholic guy show on Sirius XM's The Catholic Channel. Yeah. So he is the number one, like most listened to Catholic entertainment podcast really? radio show in the whole, yeah. In the, he has a podcast whole, too? It's a, yeah. So the podcast is two hours best of, of his week that he does two hours. And it's number one yeah. Catholic. Wow. It's the number one radio show. And then it's probably not the number one podcast, but it's number one radio show. And how show. long has he been going for? Uh, 11, 12 years, something like that. So he started in. Man, when when did he start? What year did he start? Yeah, like two thousand eight. Something Dang, like that. super early. Yeah, before so podcast. He was he was the flagship person that started the Catholic channel. Like he was the 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 face, the name that got the Catholic channel started. So he's like the Howard Stern of Catholic radio. So is, is that's what I was going to ask? Is his format like what, like what is his is his format most like Howard Stern for yeah. people that haven't listened? So essentially, he's the Catholic Howard Stern. Interesting. So he's trying to be almost Howard Stern. Okay. I'm trying to be almost him. So I'm like 
essentially trying to be Howard Stern, I guess. I never thought about it that way. But uh, okay, so so he, you look up to him. When, yeah. when did you first hear of him? Uh, five or six years ago. Okay, so he's he's the show that I've consumed the most. Uh, I listen every week. Like for a while, I listened on the SiriusXM app. Like I listened to literally everything he said for yeah. a couple of years. Now I listen to the the Best of podcast. So he did a live show in Houston, and I had I got tickets. So me and my wife, my best friend, went, and they did like uh, the viewers sitters. I don't know what you're called, people that sit there. During a live show, attendancies, yeah, audience, uh, parishioners, the parishioners were sitting there in <laughs> oh, the okay. pews, yeah. and uh, we got to write like questions. And if he had, if he thought we had an interesting question, he would call us up. I was he the would first call you to just like come to up come onto up, the show, be on the show, be on SiriusXM, be live with him, li- literally there live with wow. however many listeners SiriusXM has. On. Wow, yeah, it's wild. So my question was essentially like I'm I'm getting into radio or I just started radio, one of the two. And I was like, how do you prepare? Because your show is amazing. I you had already started a radio show? Something like that. It was around three years ago wow. that I went to this. It was somewhere around that time. It was either I had just started or I was like planning to start like because it took a few months of planning before it actually happened. So uh, I was like, how do you prepare? Like, what does your show prep look like? Because it just kind of seems like you're talking about your life. You yeah. know, how, what do you actually do to prepare? And uh, I went up and everybody was clapping. So the first thing I did was turn around and I bowed to the crowd. Wait, wait, wait. So he picked your question. He picked my question. Out of like a hat? No. Or like, like he thought it was good? He thought it was a good question. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so he, he called me up to make fun of me. What? Um, Why? Because that's, that's what he does. That's what he does. He oh, takes people's okay. questions. He posts fun of it. Uh, so okay. I go up and I bow to the crowd because I have good stage presence, <laughs> which means that the first thing that I did was stick my butt in his face. Perfect. <laughs> because I bowed down right in front of him. Oh, that's right? amazing. Um, so he made fun of me for that, and then I started making fun of him back. Yeah. So, like, I'm just up here live. <laughs> what were you fun saying? Of my idol. What were you saying? Um, essentially, I was like, that was my good side, that you got to see the best side. You know, something yeah. like that. Like something, a lot of racial weird. jokes, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very Italian, so yeah. I made fun of <laughs> yeah, sweating. Like, ah, I was pizza. Sweating. attacking his mother's cooking. I yeah. sweat so much. That's why I do radio uh, audio only. Dude, you can sweat here. I'll allow Come it. as you are. Well, maybe if you quit shutting off your social media temperature, maybe it would be cooler <laughs> in here. I'm Hold turning up. the temperature down. So I mean, that, that had to feel good, like making him... Yeah, so like I made, laugh I made and like him reciprocating laugh. like that. Yeah, yeah, I made I made my idol laugh, which was which didn't was that make a, you? That, awesome. that must have felt people. amazing. Yeah, um, and then he kept me on there for ten minutes. Most people would bring him up. Like I didn't know this until obviously after, but he was like, "I'm essentially on board with you. Go away <laughs> after like yeah. a minute or two. But we talked for like ten minutes about how Sweet. he does show prep. I told him I wanted to take over his show one day, <laughs> so he told me he wasn't going to tell me anything. <laughs> he wanted some job security. We had a great time. Sweet. And uh, you were in first place after that. You know, you weren't in second. You didn't have any of that. No, no. You were first place. You were guest. first place. He was first place. And Dude. one day, I will take his job. <laughs> Dude, ten minutes. I love that attitude. So, yeah. What happened right after that ten minutes? You uh, go back into the audience. I did. I went back into the audience, and the show just went straight downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's still been going downhill. No, he's great. Like honestly, he's. Um, what did that do for you, like going into radio, going into podcast, like like getting up? I mean, that's a, I, we were talking before. For some reason, every time I'm in a crowd, I'm thinking, "What if they call you up on stage?" And then the next thought I have is, "If they call you up on stage, you got to crush it." I don't know why I'm too self centered. I'm too whatever narcissistic. And you did all the things that I dream sometimes of doing, which is like someone call, you're not even just someone, but your hero right. calls you up on stage. You have this like tete-a-tete with him. You go back and forth. You're making him laugh. You go for 10 minutes. Like how did that help? 
or what did that do for you going back into radio and going into your own show? Yeah, so I think one thing was just confidence. It's like if I can make this guy laugh, yeah. maybe I'm actually semi funny. Yeah. Um, but also, like essentially, what he said about show prep has been has been how I do show prep. He's like, I just live my life as a regular Catholic person, and then when I think of something, if I'm in mass, if I'm working out, if I'm walking to wherever, whatever I'm doing, if I think of something, I'll write it down in notes on my phone. I'll talk about it the next day. Interesting. And that's that's how I do show prep. I think yeah. of something funny. I do like I'll think of a joke on a. Tuesday morning. I'm not recording again until Monday. I'll write it down, and then when I come up, I'm like, oh, this is a funny joke. How does it fit with the rest of this stuff? Okay, cool. Gotcha. So um, kind of a mix between, like, radio prep and then, like, comedian yeah. prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, both of those things. It made me feel very nice inside, yeah. and I felt very validated. Mm. But also, like, his actual advice once I milked it out of him because he didn't want to tell me anything. Yeah. How do you feel three years in compared to when you first started? About... What? Uh, just in general. Like, how do you feel about the show, about performing, about doing it, about... It's it's much more natural now. Yeah. So, and, and then I think the big thing that I realized is, like, I I was pretty prideful at the beginning where, like, I'm going to say brilliant things and people are going to want to listen to me. Yeah. And then I realized that one person talking for an hour is not great. You know? So, like, you usually have your, your, yeah. your crew. Or you have at least... So at the beginning, it was just you? It was just me. Really? So it was like radio. Oh, Primarily like, like radio. So like, dang. Yeah. Um, so and, and are you like leading in songs or something or what? Like, No, no so I had, the, I had one song that I recorded when I was in college, and it was the only song that I had. So it was my – I had three segments. It was my intro, outro, intro, outro, intro, outro, nice. the one song dang. for two years. And then you would just talk <laughs> about whatever? Yeah. And it was like at the beginning, it was more like – because, like, all I had the, like, the frame of mind from was radio. Yeah, so yeah, So, like, yeah. Catholic radio. And I was like, I just want to be a little bit more fun than that. Yeah. But I also didn't really give myself – I was like, I still feel like I need to be like that. So, I was like, we're going to talk about this topic and this mm-hmm. topic and this topic. So, and it was just you sitting in a room. I'm going to talk for two hours. An hour, yeah. Yeah, with – So, my I had a producer there to do all the technical stuff. But, he like, he wasn't very talkative. He was a very yeah. quiet guy, reserved guy. Um, and then it wasn't until I like he stopped being my producer because he moved. So I got a new producer who's bubbly and great. Yeah. And like she was the biggest change in the show because she would talk because she started talking back to me. And like I'm actually it was like a pride thing realizing like, look, it's actually better for the show if there are more than one people talking. Yeah. Cause it's just better period, different perspectives, different voices. Just someone like, you can ba- you can breathe. Right. You can think literally. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then. uh but then also just like I'm I realized too that like I'm actually better going back and forth with somebody. Yeah. And I can be funnier. It's like I would try to say jokes and then like nobody would say anything. It's like Yeah, it's just silent. Yeah. <laughs> just you're just you have your headphones on, you're listening to yourself and it's silent. Yep. You're just like hold for laughter <laughs> and just imagining someone push the button on a track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been a journey because it was like nobody and then her for about a year and a half. And then she left because she moved, and I was devastated because I was like, what "I don't, I don't know how to do the show without you anymore." Yeah. You know, even though I did it, but I didn't really like it that first yeah. nine months a year or whatever. Um, so then I decided to be just like Lena Ruli. He has a rotating group of co-hosts. He has Mark Hart, and there's a, there was a priest, and then his producer, who's an atheist, which is hilarious. Wow. Um, so the the four of them kind of ro- rotating in. I was like, "What if I pick?" Four of my favorite people, 
and asked them to be my co-hosts, and it's worked. And it's they worked rotate? Yeah. One, I, so I have one a week. So I do a show every week. They do one a month. Okay. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, like even the different personalities. So like you guys have your crew all together, and all y'all bring something different. Um, except for Johnny, he never says anything. <laughs> I, I don't know if Johnny I don't know if I ever show. told John. Oh, you text him after every show. Yeah. Every time and I tell him, like, him, talk like, more. Will you say something? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's I think good. That was like the early on episodes. Yeah, he's gotten I, better. I think, well, the no, blessed I, I is she. It was me, him, and Jenna and Beth. He, most yeah, I people mean, get recently. better when I incessantly make fun of wow. them. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, I think I think in this new season, like he's on a lot more, yeah. like for like guest appearances too as yeah. a co-host. You so. call the best out of him. How did you get the radio gig? Uh, have you heard the parable of the persistent widow? Yeah, you just keep asking, and you'll finally get it. Yeah, I asked once a month for a year, and they finally gave it. Who? Who? Who did you? So Red Sea is our local Catholic radio station. Okay. And Red Sea, Red R E D C, religious education for the domestic church. Oh, and, wow. and Taylor. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love acronyms. Um, I don't. But, but uh, I hate them. Yeah. So, so you just kept asking this organization. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because they had three other local shows. I was like, can did, I be a local show? Did you grow up local? I grew up south of Houston, Lake Jackson. But you, so you didn't grow up local to Red Sea. Correct. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I got my start in radio. I, was a, I have a music industry major. And so I had to do internships when I was in college. So one of my internships or two of my internships was actually with the local Catholic radio station in San Antonio. Okay. I fell in love with radio years later, moved here. What was it about radio that you fell in love with? Uh, for the first thing I fell in love with was editing. Uh, like I love audio editing uh, primarily because – I mean, it's funny because of what I'm about to say, I'm hearing myself do it now. Mm-hmm. On my show, I can take out that uh that I said mm-hmm. 10 seconds ago when I was talking. Wait, but so, editing live radio? I thought radio was live. So I did the show live for an hour, and then now it's now it's live to tape. So I can, I can edit it. But when you did your internship, you fell in love with editing. So, uh, so okay. So like – Like how many radio stations edit and then play? <laughs> More should. So <laughs> uh, the, the, the big project that would like – completely changed my life and it made like just internally was Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, mm-hmm. one of the yeah. most prolific Catholic speakers, one of the, like one of my favorite yeah. Catholic came speakers. to my parish multiple times. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. And I took a talk of his, that was an hour and 20 minutes and they wanted to air it in an, in an hour section. So it was like, you know, we need to make this 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I spent hours. This was when I was still learning how to do it. Hours Cutting his audio down. Yeah. And even – so for, for two things. One, the knowledge that I could take somebody who is brilliant mm-hmm. and make them sound like the smartest person that's ever lived mm. by taking out all the ums and ahs and or any Or and, any like tangents or – Right. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, things that didn't make sense, you know, th- whatever, and take that down. And then also it helped me as a speaker – to give me some more confidence because I'm like, yeah. oh, I can never be Deacon Harold. Wait, you um, were a speaker at the time too? Uh, I was getting started speaking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How um, old are you? Me? Yeah. I turned 30 in a week. Man, it feels like you've had like a million lives. So five years ago you were speaking. <laughs> I work 20 hours a day. Damn. <laughs> so five years ago you were getting into speaking but also getting into radio. Dang. Yeah. So What it, were you doing at the time to feed your family? I was in college when all that happened. Okay. So my parents were feeding me. Okay. Um, cool. You were married though. Seven years married. So this was like 11 years ago. When oh, I started. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
still struggling to feed my family, you know, church yeah. work, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gluten-free crackers are <laughs> expensive. I just thought of like mass and the gluten-free line and I oh, couldn't yeah. go anywhere with it. My brain's broken. I'm very tired. I've been we'll edit that out. Me. Ian, edit that out. <laughs> Ian. Yeah, we just, t- we just yell at him. But it's re- a bit. He doesn't actually edit anything oh, out. Like, is he real? I no. don't know who he is. DJ Sean actually edits for the most part the actual show. Are any of these people? I don't actually no. know Sean's last name. And for some reason, I only in my head can refer to him as DJ Sean. Because on Instagram, he's DJ Sean. In my phone, he's DJ it's Sean. It's great advertising. Yeah, it's always <laughs> DJ Sean. Is he a DJ? Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> he DJs anymore. Like, no, he's not a DJ at all. <laughs> no. no, I don't think he DJs as much anymore. But for some reason, like in all of his stuff, it's DJ Sean. And so I don't person. even know what it is. So like with other people, I'm a grown-ass man. And with other people, I'm like, yeah, uh, my friend DJ Sean. And I'm like, why did I just say DJ Sean? I feel so bad. DJ Sean, he's the so wise guy. DJ Sean P. How do you spell Sean? There's like eight different spellings. S-E-A-N. There you go. He must be white. So when you got into radio, you fell in love with editing. D DJ Sean. Here he is right there. I'm the only one not on my phone right now. And I just want to point that out. I'm really confused because I made the joke saying that he must be white. And every other picture is the picture of a white man and a black man. Yeah, he's he's white. But uh, he's friends with propaganda. (laughs) Dude, he he did the the intro music. Oh, yeah. I like added sound effects or like like sound bites, but he did the intro. He's, he's awesome in the flesh for the uh, Amanda Vernon show. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Look, the show is he's super. I mean, he's so, so amazing. Plan, plan, I don't know. Plan on it. Why well, added that and then this? Anyways, so he two and, things and Nick's little. Huh? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> did you hear it? No, play it again. People don't know this, but. I don't think people actually know this. I think but the mega fans know. The mega fans know this. So they know at the beginning, so we had a mega fan in here. Yeah, it's true. I'll turn the the. It's already locked him out. So when Nick can do it, when Nick uh, Nick will do kind of like a sympathy laugh where where he'll go, hmm? <laughs> he'll just go. Hmm? <laughs> what is that? Is it a C sharp? I don't think it's a sympathy laugh. Is it a C sharp? Sure. What is yeah. it? Hmm? Yeah, it's, it's that pitch exactly. It's like in the key of L or hmm? some random. Okay, so listen, so. Hmm? Stop touching me. I'm sorry. Okay, listen. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, it was the hmm. high one right after I was, the I was a little too high. It was, hmm, hmm. Spot and I cut it out of some podcasts, and so I've used it as a soundbite ever since. Soundbites um, are the best. Yeah, they're really good. Like, Do you have a soundboard yeah, for your yeah, show? Yeah. So okay. I, I have it all on my iPad, and I just harass people. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> That's so amazing. Your your co-host? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, you harass your co-host, co-host guess. Okay. Um, it's again why I love editing because I can make anybody say anything I want. So do you edit your show? Is your show yeah. edited? Uh, yes. I mean, you said he just loves editing. I do. <laughs> so like, I, I edit well, my show. Of course, show, he edits his show, but not as much as I edit the shows that I professionally edit for other people. Oh. I care more about their show. So your show doesn't broadcast live on radio. It pl- it's playing pre-recorded. So for the most part, what I do, if I'm recording, uh, I've been doing this long enough to know that like, oh, I want to cut that part out. And it was 10 seconds. So I'm constantly doing math in my head because every segment's 18 minutes. So I will record that much extra time. Weird. So I will cut down that 10 seconds. Dang. So, Inside your head. Well, you're doing that live, like on the spot, as you're. Yeah, and I guess so. Like sometimes I'm yeah. like, if if I'm anywhere within thirty seconds, I just cut down 
I cut down like 30 more seconds than I planned on. Yeah. Or if I'm 30 seconds over, like I have okay. like little spots. So while you're in. interviewing me, you're like talking to me, but in the back of your head, you're like, all oh, of this we're cutting out. This is 30 seconds that we're so, cutting out. So yeah, I think with yours, I actually think I remember it was like a minute and a half. Okay. Something like that. To wow. where I was like, we were supposed to record for 18 minutes. And with like most of the time, it's not like the person was crap, but it was yeah. like you said something. It didn't. We went in a direction, the and then internet, I want to get out. Internet cut out, or we talked over each other, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Is a minute and a half good yeah. compared to all your guests? <laughs> oh, yeah, the best. <laughs> the best? Can you say the best again? The best. Yes! What was that? I didn't hear that. What was it? Uh, so how do you feel now, three years in? <laughs> you keep asking me that well, question. No, I'm, I don't I'm, know what you mean. Well, <laughs> I'm interested in thinking about like where this is all going, like – do you think like how many years of doing the same thing? I'm always thinking, how is this going to change? How is video going to change things? How is yeah. audio going to change? Will you go? Will you go? Like if someone offered you to go all in on Sirius, would you do it? I would. And and no more terrestrial radio. No more like you just no more podcast. Would you just still do podcast? I would like to still do the podcast. Yeah. Um, do you have a budget for your show? Is it part of your ministry or part of the Red Sea? No. So it's. It, so it's part of mine. So I have essentially two jobs. I work full-time for Blaze Ministries, mm-hmm. so we're a missionary youth ministry organization. And then I do Forte Catholic on the side, which is my speaking, worship leading, the show. And uh, it's so weird saying that because I, every time Say I promote it. my show, I'm promoting yours. And I it frustrates it. the crap out I of me. <laughs> you love the name. And then the audio editing. So I do that okay. for a few other people. So that's Forte Catholic, but Red Sea is the is the it's one the radio station. putting so, it on the radio station. So it's your podcast, but they're like, we'll play it on the radio station. Right. So as long as it's 48 minutes. Exactly. Or yeah, yeah. whatever it is. 54 minutes 45. and 37 yeah. seconds. So, yeah. So it actually airs there. Essentially, it goes into a Dropbox. Yeah. They air it. A radio station in Tulsa airs it. And a radio station in North Carolina airs it. Nice. Very strange. I think strange we, coverage. I think we met the uh, Tulsa the, guys. The, the hosts in Tulsa. Oh, the Catholic uh, Man Show? Catholic yeah. Gentleman. Yeah, Catholic Man Show. Uh, yeah. Ryan? Yeah. No. Adam. Adam. Adam, yes. Got Adam, Adam, uh, Adam Minihan. 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 We took if him I was to at his house, Minihan. he would have offered me whiskey. <sighs> We're all out. <laughs> I drank it all. <laughs> we had him over. Did he come on the podcast? I don't think we were set up to record that day. No, no. We, we it was like out, last minute. We went out I for... Uh, we went to Boomer Jacks. Yeah, we went out on Main Street. He's a great guy. A little bit. What a mensch. Um, An uber mensch. Yeah. So you say words I don't understand. <laughs> so serious. So you would go all in on Sirius. I would. Why is that? Why Sirius and not? Why would you neglect your friends at Red Sea and Terrestrial um, and Tulsa? All of them. I wouldn't you just re, wouldn't you just like you have the, part- the opportunity? You have to step on the heads of your friends. That's just so how would the world would works. Sirius tell you like you can't do Terrestrial? Is that how that works? I think so. I think okay. So you wouldn't be able to just like well here's the recording just like play it wherever you want, you would have to go all in on series. I'm not sure how they do stuff. I know that their mm. main, so I know how their mainline people, like their full-time people. So Jennifer Fulweiler, Lena Rooley, uh, Gus Lloyd, like the, like their headliners, they yeah. the, like once a week, like they do the show for Sirius two hours a day, all of them. And then they re-air it a couple of times. And then their podcast, I think is theirs. I think, yeah. I think they get like monetized there, but they're recording you. When you say two hours, they're recording, or they're recording and then it's being edited. It's two hours live. They do live. Oh, they do live. Yeah. Okay, so you would do Which live. I've, I've done live for an hour, uh, for a year and a half. So like I'm, I'm fine doing live. Yeah. The, the only thing that was really stressful about live was we only had the break to set up. So, so like, how long is that break? Three minutes. Oh gosh. So like, I would finish my first segment, 
we would call or Skype the person in that three minutes, get them on, sound check them, we're Jeez. going. And like we did it, but it was stressful. And like the more stressed you are, even though like I don't, I very rarely feel stressed. Yeah. But when I go back and I listen to my audio, if I'm stressed out the first three minutes, it's I there. do not sound like a professional speaker. Yeah, it's there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad it's not live anymore. So you, so you go full serious. So you're not live anymore? No, it's not live anymore. So we, we were live for a year and a half on Tuesday nights. And then they offered me a better time slot after a year, year and a half. They were like, okay, the trial, you passed the trial. <laughs> you can have like an actual time. People will actually listen. You yeah, know? yeah. So it's in the morning on Thursday mornings, but I work on Thursday mornings. So I was like, it's fine. I'll keep recording Tuesday yeah. night, Monday. Um, and it airs on Thursday morning. So, um, so you go to Sirius. Yes. Huh. Is Sirius like, I don't know anything about Sirius. Is the listenership super huge with people with Lexuses with Sirius installed? Yeah. It's bigger than terrestrial. Really? Yeah. Is it bigger than like most podcasts? I feel like you get a bigger audience on podcasts and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And I don't know. Cause like, like I think the biggest comparison would be how many listeners does Howard Stern have and Joe Rogan mm. because big, like biggest name ever in radio, biggest name ever in podcasting. That would be interesting to know. We know Rogan's numbers, mm -hmm. um, but you posted about it the other day and it's, Strange math. Yeah. <laughs> Strange yeah, yeah. math. It's crazy. I feel like it's you're trying to make a point. Not you, the person that yeah. made it. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm gonna measure you Don't in inches, me. <laughs> you <laughs> in centimeters, yeah, and me in Kilometers. light years. It's yeah, like, I, I it was, wasn't a fair yeah, comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think like other than like Joe Rogan. I would get more listeners on Sirius than I do on my podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just because of the audience? Yeah. Oh, okay. Distribution. I mean, because, yeah, I just know nothing about radio and all that. And to me, just when my dad, like, will say that he listens to, like, XM radio, I just think, like, why? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's just ignorance there, too, because I just don't know that, yeah. I don't know, market at all. It'll be interesting if cars get, like, somehow get podcasts. If, like, Apple does some type of deal with like Ford cars where Apple podcasts get just put in to the dashboard. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting to change a lot of that. Yeah. Cause you can't get cars preloaded with Sirius. Can you, or like yeah. exit? Oh, yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's like, yeah, that, mean, that's like the biggest way Sirius grew. Yeah. Was it being built in fancy cars. Now yeah, my yeah. car is falling apart from yeah. 2002. So it doesn't. So I it'd mean, be interesting if, if podcasts get preloaded into cars, that would be, really that, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, I have, I have Sirius <laughs> and I don't, I just don't really use it at all. Yeah. Um, because I, maybe that's just a, a fault on my part. How do you have part. it? Isn't it a subscription? Don't you have to – do you pay for it? Uh, no. The uh, dealership did. Wow. Yeah. Most so. most cars, when you get a new car that has a – like I think in the last maybe eight-ish years, you get a year free or two years free hmm. for buying the car. Wow. Like you spent $25,000. <laughs> we'll give you $150 worth of stuff. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. I have to pee. Nick, can you talk about the thing you feel really vulnerable about? Right. Yeah. So, Taylor, I've been meaning let's, to – Let's chat, man. I've been I, we, you and I go way back. About this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, actually, no. You know what? I, I, I wanted um, – I mean, you're here in this area for um, Ablaze, right? Yeah. At the, at the UD conference. Can, can you talk about that just a little bit more about just what Ablaze does? Yeah. So, we are a missionary youth ministry organization. Mm -hmm. So, it's three-pronged. Uh, we do youth ministry, we train and support youth ministers, and then we have a ministry for parents because 
Nice. You know, you've been in ministry long enough to know that you can do the best ministry. Like you're probably doing great things. Mm -hmm. But if you send them back to parents who don't care at all, exactly, it's not going to do much. So, kind of three pronged. Um, I've been there for this is going on five years, and it's the only reason I was able to stay in ministry. Awesome. Um, So the big things, the big things that we um, aimed to solve were the three biggest problems in youth ministry. Why youth ministers were leaving? Money. Okay. uh, Lack of community. And lack of formation and training. So, okay. like, you know, most youth ministers are thrown in, like, hey, here's the keys. You're young. You play yeah. guitar. You have skinny jeans. You're hired. Sure. Right. Here's $20,000 a year. Mm. Uh, we'll never talk to here's you again. Here's a $200 budget. Right. Yeah, exactly. For the year. <laughs> I can buy pizza for two nights. You know, like, and why aren't these kids going to mass? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, yeah, so there was no money, no community. It's like, yeah. usually, you you know, you, you got hired at your parish. You probably... Brought the average down of the parish staff by 30 of eight years, you know. Um, there's a lot of parishes. There's no formation, no spiritual formation, yeah. no no mentorship, um, yeah. no real training unless you go to the diocese. And that's like once a month for a year and then, right. okay, go. So, um, so yeah, we set out to – like we're missionaries, so we're able to fundraise our salaries, right. which sounds absolutely terrifying. The, the, but, the youth minister is serving at the parish, yeah, right. And so, how, how do you how do you get connected with a parish? Is that funnel through the diocese, or is, is that just parish to parish? So we always have permission from the bishop awesome. to work in his diocese, um, and then it is p- pastors asking us to come on. Cool. Um, and like you know, if 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 we'll throw our name in the hat, essentially, like you know, if there's a parish opening, you you and Edmund throw your name in, and sure. and a blaze throws its name in. Okay. Um, we've done that. A couple of times, but 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 what, what exactly is is your role? Because you, you're not at a dedicated parish, correct? Usually, I'm not. We're short staffed, so I'm actually stepped back into a role that I used to be in. I'm, okay. I'm permanently our outreach marketing director. Nice. So uh, recruiting new missionaries. That doesn't uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You, you, you seem like you'd be very good at that. <laughs> Making a blaze look good. Hey, Edmund, you want to grab me some water? <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, not Topo Chico. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, uh, building relationships, promoting a blaze, essentially yeah. making a blaze look good. Uh, my boss is a brilliant businessman. He's great at running the business, but he wanted me to essentially go out and be uh, <laughs> the face of it. To be loud about Ooh, it. Face. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, actually, right now we are short staffed. So, I, when I first started a blaze, I was the campus minister at our local Catholic school. Okay. And I essentially never left. I stayed on, I still did all of their ministry events, even though I wasn't there every day anymore, and uh, coached the track team nice. there. So, I've been, I've been ingrained in that parish, in that uh, school, parish school for the whole time I've been there. So, cool. I'm double dutying. Nice. Well, sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always heard of a blaze's ministry from afar, and I've, I think I've had a few friends, you know, just be associated with it. And so I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to like plug that in. I mean, because that's, that's the whole reason why you're here in this area right now and right. able to be on the show. The show. You're at the UD Ministry Conference. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. How many times have you been to that? This is year three. Dang. How old are you? He's 29. Does he always ask the same questions? He turns 30 uh, next week. He's asked me how I feel three years in three times. Did I get that right? He's asked me my age twice. You you turned 30 next week? But you got me water. It's important. It's important. Amen. Oh, cheers. Cheers. What's wrong with you? I did my hand. (laughs) 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 Monkey see, monkey do. Okay, I'm not envious of y'all anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? So you're building a studio in your house? Mm-hmm. 
for what? Sirius XM radio? No, so the switch we made a year ago to go to all of the co-hosts. I have a co-host local. I have a co-host that drives in for an hour and a half. I have a co-host in the Pittsburgh Whoa. area. I have a co-host in the in the Chicago area. And I have a co-host in Italy. What so, about Canada, bro? I don't like Canada. Okay, yeah, that's true. Fair Canada. enough. Yeah, forget it's, that. It's very strange to not like something that doesn't exist. Thanks, so you do have five so co-hosts four weeks a month. How do you do that? One of them is the uh, relief pitcher. Okay, Bring gotcha. them in when I need somebody. Gotcha. What's uh, their name? Liv Harrison. <laughs> Hello, Liv. Liv's amazing. I feel like I follow her somewhere. Probably. Okay, so you're you're talking about your studio. <laughs> touching Don't me. touch me, bro. <laughs> don't touch me. You were talking about uh, you're building a studio and you're... Yeah, so it essentially makes the scheduling easier. I can record in my house. One of the things that drives me crazy is that I can edit like crazy, but if I ever want to add something, I can't because I've been recording in the radio studio. So I only have the recording time, a certain time, and I don't want to have to drive 40 minutes to add one sentence in. Oh, gotcha. You know what yeah. I mean? So being able to record in my house, I've been guesting more on podcasts like through Skype and Zoom, and I always have to go find somewhere to go do that. Yeah. And the podcast that I edit for work, uh, that's essentially y'all's podcast, another idea you stole from us. Um, what? <laughs> we, we've had a ministry leaders podcast for about a year and a half, and now you're like, we're going to do the first one for ministry leaders. What? And we didn't say we're going to do the first one for ministry you leaders? You absolutely did. You're for like, ministry leaders? Everybody else is youth ministers. We want to do directors of youth ministries. Like, we, we, we've been doing that for a oh, while. Oh, I'm sorry. We <laughs> didn't know that. We didn't do enough research. This is all, all. You know what? We'll bow out. We'll we'll kill our project. No, don't do that. Okay, you said no, so we won't stop. <laughs> so we, can't we will stop. crush you. Exactly. <laughs> we'll cru- we are all the same. What's age. your What's it called? You know how old I am, Edmund? How old? Twenty five? No. Thirty nine. Is this a bit? No, I don't think so. Okay, wait. What's it called? What's the Have what? you heard any of my answers to any of your questions? <laughs> No, what's the Nick what's, and I had a great conversation. <laughs> what's the show called that we copied? What was it called? Ministry Leaders Anonymous. Don't yell at me. It's the dumbest name ever, and I told them not to do it. Ministry Leaders Anonymous. MLA. MLA. Exactly. Okay. I like it. They were going to name the other option was avoiding the millstone, which I think is the greatest. Oh, wait, wait, name. We had a we had a we had a phone call on the we had a phone call on the phone about this. <laughs> yes, phone we call did. on the phone. We talked about this a little bit. Because you were t- you were telling me like, hey, let's talk a little bit about ministry podcasts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. I, I know I know where we are now. I was in a basement when we had that conversation. Yeah. I remember it vividly. Yeah, I think I was walking around. Okay, so you built a studio in your Very home. Specific. Yeah, well, what are you what are you going to put in your studio? I'm 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 interested. So uh, all the foam stuff that I'm pointing at that yeah. no one can see in the camera. Noise. noise. Um, I'm going to Counts, put some cancel. kind of Forte Catholic banner. It's going to be video. Um, that's just for you. Yes and no. So like when I'm a guest on stuff, sometimes yeah. it's video. Yeah, yeah that's um, awesome. I know a guy that has a CNC machine, so we can put your logo on anything. Anything. Now he's saying words I don't understand. So a CNC machine, it's a machine that can like drill with a computer into like wood and stuff. It's a router. It, it routes out. <laughs> Every time Johnny does something on Instagram, yeah. it's like, what are you making? Every time I say a mini golf course. <laughs> Every single that's time. Awesome. That awesome. <laughs> so that's what I pictured is Johnny using something. And I just pictured a mini golf course being in my studio. And it was really funny to oh me. Let's gosh. do it. This is the thing that was only funny to me. I did it. That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect if every time you just comment that and it makes you laugh. I think that's good. I have so many things like that. No, yeah. 
I do I stuff agree. like I text our group text message. It's Ali, Johnny, Nick, and me. Usually when sometimes, he's pooping. Yeah, sometimes I'll text them stuff. Yeah. Just because it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Do you remember any of those texts? Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I save them. Use them. <laughs> edit that out. Everything you say is funny to me now. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> How many minutes did it take you to plan that joke? <laughs> Hey, can you think of anything? I can't think of anything. I can right think now. of one right now. I don't think I'm going to share it here <laughs> right now. Oh, boy. He already shared the one he shouldn't have shared it's, with it's, me It's earlier. just the one that's just burned on my mind right now. Really? Yeah. It's burning on my mind. What's it rhyme with? Witches. <laughs> no, not that one. Duck. No. <laughs> it's a, No, I, I, I can't. Okay, I all can't right. Afterwards. You don't want to ruin my career? We'll just do it for the Patreon members. Okay, yeah. we're going to stop. The, the podcast. Pa- Patreon. This is just for the Patreon. We don't do the Patreon no, really that much. I wish. You don't have, do you have a Patreon? Yeah. How's that going? Recently very well. The last two days, I've gotten 30 more dollars a month. Holy hey, cow, after dude. After not getting new people for a while. Dude, we I, we don't really well, push it. We don't really push it. I guilted Caitlin Fuchis into giving to me a few months ago. Who's that? Tea with Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I thought I knew her. Yeah, that's amazing. She's fun. Her she last a, name means fascist. She has a... What? Fachista. F-A-C-I-S-T-A. I'm going to unfollow her right now. <laughs> Mine means uncouth, and I have lived up to my name. Your last name means uncouth? Troll means uncouth without manners. In what language? Swahili. Sign language. German. In German, it yeah. means... Oh, really? Where'd you grow up? Germany. Really? Hitler's youth. <laughs> I lived in Germany. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Rammstein. I, I grew up in Lake Jackson. Okay. Where's that? Is that a Texas thing? He hasn't heard. I'm not from Texas. Hey, don't touch me. Said. No, you said Lake Jackson. I don't know what Texas. I don't know anything about Texas. Is South Lake Houston. Jack- oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You grew up in Arlington? No, Germany. Oh, uh, come on. You look German. Frankfurt. What ethnicity do you think Nick is? Here we go. Hispanic. There you go. That was very racist. <laughs> we know that because you said you people earlier. What's the worst thing? Meant me. So do you think I think he's Hispanic? <laughs> No, 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 no. You just meant me. What's the worst thing you've ever said on radio that you've had to edit out? (laughs) You want to hear the one I didn't edit out? Yeah. That I actually got in trouble for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. So speaking of Adam Minahan. Yeah. So I I first got on. Minahan. When I first got on the Tulsa radio station, uh, I took the time slot of Women of Grace or something. Oh, yeah. I know about them. Jeanette Bankovic? Yes. Uh, Yeah. I knew it was some German sounding name. Jeanette Jankovic. Jeanette Jankovic. <laughs> Bodan. No, 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 wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jeanette Jankovic. <laughs> this is why I got in trouble. Wait, Jeanette, this is, is this really? No. Oh. Jeanette, Jeanette okay, so say it. So, no, 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 say it. What's her name? Jeanette Bankovic. You're just doing it because you're trying to make me laugh. table yeah. and this strange drink went no, up and came back okay. up. Okay, so Can Taylor so, edit this podcast. No. Okay, so okay, so you were you were this. so you were talking about Jeanette. I took her time slot, and Adam called me and said that there was an Oklahoma woman who called complaining that I wasn't a woman of grace. <laughs> so of course that's great show prep. Oh yeah, so I talk about it. So within the first two minutes of my show, I made fun of Jeanette Bankovic. 
How'd you make fun of her? What'd you say? Saying my she's show short. Is she's be- really short. My show is better than hers, <gasps> and that I should take over all of the time. Oh, how or something dare like that. you! How <laughs> dare you! And I think I said that uh, our local station aired her at two in the morning <laughs> because that's true. <laughs> and then I did an impression of that Oklahoma woman calling in to Adam. And guess who I got in trouble with? Who? Not the people in Tulsa. I got in trouble with the local radio station. Uh, how do you get in trouble? Like, what do they do? They send you a cease and desist in the mail? mail. Yeah, they send you the, the mail? lawyers came over. What? I'm Are you got, serious? No, oh, gosh. gosh. Yeah, yeah, you have. I don't know how radio works. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very serious. The, the FCC. Yeah, that's what I was thinking call. is the FCC <laughs> gives, sends you a letter in the mail. Yeah. No, they were just like, that was very insensitive and you shouldn't do Who? that again. Who said that? Uh, the leaders of my radio station. Oh, okay. Bosses. Adam? No. Oh. That's Tulsa. The they people said it was, not in Oklahoma weren't the ones. So they said it was insensitive that you made fun of Jeanette. Everyone. I made fun of everyone. Who'd you make? Oh, of, in, of well, Oklahoma. Well, listen here. Why isn't so this how, man a woman of grace? I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I mean, how did she know that you weren't a woman of grace? Yeah, how did she what assume gave it away? Your, why'd she assume your gender? She assumed exactly. your gender. It's 2019. You it's can't her assume. Problem. Yeah. Well. Your body, your choice. <laughs> Full circle. Wait, so how often do you get censored? <laughs> we haven't talked about that at all. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that now. When I'm, I'm hanging out with out people. My body, my choice. No, 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 no. Well, I've been doing that with Full some circle. core members at my parish. <laughs> just. No, when I'm hanging out with people, I'm just going to go full circle. And just like it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about and be like, Birds, huh? Full, Full circle. circle. That was great. We had the other one earlier. What was the what was the thing that you said when I was talking about the numbers? Uh, I forget. Going up and down. I forget. Wait, so how often do you get censored by radio? How does that work? Um, there are certain words that I can't say anymore. <laughs> say them now. Suck. You can't say suck anymore? No. Who, um, who's in charge? My mom? Uh, what? I can't cuss, but... There are a lot of things that I can't say, but if my a guest, guest can say. So yeah, I had because a priest if, come on and say shit. Really, totally fine. A real priest? Yeah. In the Catholic Church? Yeah. Like ordained? Yeah, a Mormon priest. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a priest said shit on your yeah, show? He was awesome. He was allowed to say that, and you aren't right because he's a guest. Yeah. The so the, the guests can get away with anything. So this room, this is, you know what I'm going to do the next time I, I'm I, on I think your I show. I understand that. I think I get that. I'm going to say so You're many bad things the next time I'm on your show, just to see what gets. Nick, you want to come on my show? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to come on your show and just be like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it though. So who who is like who is the is it Red Sea that will like the boss? Are you trying to get me in trouble? No, 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 no. I just want to understand. <laughs> I seek only to understand. Give me names. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, so you... So I've been so careful with how I've told this Oh, specific you've been so story. great. No, no, no. I mean, it's just good to understand for people that want to get into radio. So right. Red Sea is in charge How many charge people of, watching this do you think want to get into radio? A lot, all of them. Sup, Tim? <laughs> I, think, I think all of them. Because it's not very many people that watch this. Sup, Todd? <laughs> so, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll get into radio. Yeah. There's a neighboring parish next to mine that has a tower that I think was up for grabs. I mean, if someone asked us to is play this on radio, no, we wouldn't be able to edit it. I wouldn't want to edit it. There wouldn't be any way we could broadcast. Unless they were like, let's broadcast a two-hour show this week, a one-hour show next week, a three-hour show the following. Like, it wouldn't work. Yeah, they're not going to do that. 
So, so is it the FCC or is it your like Red Sea? No, yeah, it's, it's the directors of the Catholic radio station, and they say you can't say suck. Right. What other words? Um, Sam. One time, I, I can't complain about the internet connectivity because one time I <laughs> went off on Sudden Link, which is our local internet provider who has a monopoly. Mm. You can't complain about that because. Oh, the director of Sudden Link is on the board for the radio oh. station. There it is. So, does that bother you? Does that make you want to just the go internet to rape? connection? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> does that make you want to go to like podcasting or something where you can say whatever you want? Well, that's why. Like, you can be o- whatever o- gender o- you want. Over the years, well, that's been years in the making. But uh, it's really big of you to transition for, for many years. Like I, two the last two years, two and a half years or so. It's been like primarily I'm making a podcast. Yeah. And I will edit it down for radio. Yeah. So like if you came on the show and said shit, I would edit it out. But in the podcast. For the, for the radio. Yeah. And then I would do the full yeah. thing for the podcast. Because like essentially I'm – I own my content. I can do whatever I want with my content. Yeah. So – Why not what, just do that? Why not just like double dip then? Would that be uh, – I know. Like if someone – yeah. I mean in some ways if someone came to us and was like – if you can edit a fifty sec a fifty minute version, we'll broadcast it in Tulsa and Wisconsin and wherever. Yeah. Then maybe we would be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, it's not that hard if you like if you have some kind of time marker. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, we're gonna do an hour mm-hmm. hour and somebody can edit it down to yeah. fifty four. Like that's not hard. Yeah. If you did two hours and did fifty four, like that's impossible. What's the weirdest thing you believe that people wouldn't think that you actually think or believe? Oh, that's a good question. Like, what's what's something that you believe that your listeners or like, like that people would really judge you for believing? I believe not a sports thing because I don't like sports. You know, just like with the, we're like, gonna be really real, and this no, is gonna, this is gonna, really, this is gonna piss off some of your. I don't it care. always pisses people off when somebody talks like that. I don't give a shit about my <laughs> listeners. That's no, I don't, I don't. I don't care about you. No, if someone. No, here's the thing. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Most people on the internet. I'll just talk about the Catholic community. Someone hates on them and they give them attention. Just ignore, just pull a Trump. Just who cares? If I comment about my haters, I'm telling my whole platform, all my followers, this person said this. I just don't give a crap. Like who cares? You can't say crap in my presence. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I okay, what's something? Yeah, no, I don't. You're so, not going to piss off anyone because uh, we don't really have. It's my mom. You're not going to piss my mom off. And if you do, I'll give her a hug. It makes it, it does make me upset. Even how how, how much how much how much the show has grown, how much I feel the show has gotten better. It is upsetting to me that other shows get listened to more. How, how do you I, know? When I think mine is better. How do you know that other shows get listened to more? I can see numbers or they talk about it. You can see their numbers? How do you see their numbers? On certain podcasting hosting sites, you can see how many, how many downloads there oh, are. You shouldn't look at that, man. I have to because I'm com- always comparing myself to other people. To know where yeah, I stand. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like A lot of people watch like Jersey Shore. A lot more people watch Jersey Shore than listen to this show. Is That's Jersey true. Shore better than this show? Yes. You see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it, it could but, be like kind of like like field analysis, like what he's doing, because for like YouTubers, like their metrics are just like for everyone to see. So if they're putting out like a YouTube video specific to this one kind of topic or maybe product or maybe it's just it's themed in this kind of way, they'll know that, okay, that's probably not working. But then this really did work. So it actually does benefit like I'm yeah. going as a YouTuber, like a video producer, like for them to actually look at that. So if you're looking at it like analytically like that, like they went over this topic and it exploded, but this topic didn't really do so well. That could be really good, like strategic planning for your yeah, own show. Yeah, that's not it. It's 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 always I tried to, to see, I try to give you an out. It's there. always to see where I am. I told you I was going to frustrate people, and it's frustrating. Nick. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. Let's so process this. It's 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 the whole thing that I was talking about with the with the podcast I listened to on the way over yeah. here. It, it it's a blessing and a curse because it's like okay, I have grown to this place. So now I am in this category. You know how they had like class systems no, or whatever? Yeah, no, I know what you're I'm talking about. I'm not A, B, C, or D, but it's like, okay, I moved into E or I moved yeah. into D or whatever. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, but it's one of those things that it's like I, I will never be in B or A because like somebody starts a podcast and they already have 100,000 followers for some yeah. reason. Yeah. They put out a shitty podcast. Yeah, and true. in the first day, the first episode, they got more downloads than I've ever gotten in three years. Like, but dude, but I, yeah. I, I, but I do the same thing. To be completely honest, I do the same thing. Where I'll compare to other people's stuff, and I'll go, okay, yeah. If if every if every time I did, if all of my content was ten things you should do for Halloween to be super Catholic. <laughs> If like every if I if Number I like one don't do it yeah the like, end yeah like if it like <laughs> like I do the same like I get in the same place where I'm laying in my bed and I'm go, scrolling through stuff and I'm like man this stuff is not as good as what I think I'm putting out it's getting all these views but then I have to remind myself like well yeah but like what this is is not for the type of people that actually value this like I remember um, I forget who it was it might have been Tim Ferriss or someone that was talking about. Your good friend. Yeah, my good friend, Tim. Timmy, I call him. I talked to him earlier. Actually. Yeah, yeah. We had to kick him out. Uh, you could have a podcast with a million people, or you could have a podcast of 10 of the most important people. And, like, you might only have 10 followers, but if your 10 followers are Jeff Bezos, Pope Francis, Edmund Mitchell, Nick Gutierrez, I mean, those are the most important people in the world. I don't know. I, I try to – I. But I feel you though. I'm not going to pretend that I don't also feel that way. Where I compare myself and I'm like, this stuff is crap. Like, this stuff is is vapid and shallow, and it's clickbait. Yeah. But I think it's always that's always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because like I like I oscillate back and forth. Like this is just like with its podcasting or anything in life. Between every 17 seconds, I think I am God's gift to Earth. Yeah. And I am the worst piece of crap ever made. Yeah. And like, it, it, like seriously, like when it comes to anything I do, husband, father, yeah. person, coworker, podcaster, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, speaker, I can relate. whatever, I can relate. Um, and so it's like, I like somebody will tell me something super nice. Like I was talking about yesterday. Like I got this huge news. Somebody gave me twenty dollars a month on Patreon. It's amazing. And this like extremely awesome, genuine twenty dollars a month. What are some things you subscribe to for twenty dollars a month? They subscribe to you as yeah. a person and you talking into a microphone. Oh. I mean, it's amazing. Like, I pay Hulu seven a month. Yeah. What is it's it? more like than Netflix Hulu? Is like twelve. I'm, I'm Isn't that whatever. crazy? <laughs> yeah. Like you should Hulu celebrate and that. Netflix combined. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And then. In the next second, you're or talking to Hulu with has, ads. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I was on a high, and then the next bit of it's, it's always about what, what I'm comparing to, right? Yeah. It, in my 
is it this good stuff or is it this stuff that's more popular or better or whatever? So yeah, it's the human condition, man. Right. Trump is super popular right now, but I think you're better than Trump. He is. Is he the most popular person ever? Most like popular as in like everyone's talking about him. I think Michael Jackson, apparently there were stories that like even in third world countries, yeah, people true. were like Mike, like they knew about Michael Jackson, <clears throat> Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Jordan. You know that the Jordan symbol, they did, they did tests in all, all across the world, including third world countries. The Jordan symbol was more re- correctly recognized than the cross. Really? That is wild. Of, of him doing like that, that yeah, dunk like free the, throw the, shot. Yeah. The, the Jordan yeah. symbol. Yeah, yeah. Why do you, why do you think that is? I don't know. There's not many of his shoes in third world countries. Like it baffles me. It really does baffle me because we've been doing this for 2000 years and uh, lowercase T. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they said. (laughs) Like they were like (laughs) professional American basketball player T. I don't know. I'm not sure. Plus sign. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. You drew the plus sign wrong. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I I felt very sad for our evangelistic efforts whenever I read that story. Do you think you will do radio in some way, shape, or form, podcasting, radio, something? You'll talk – you'll perform, whatever. Like if you condense down what you actually do, it's you you talk, you entertain, you're yourself, you live life. How how much longer do you think you have? Like in life in general? No, just doing that. Just doing that thing. Yeah, I think it's the same number in about (laughs) 20 years. Yeah? Yeah, I think I will die in about 20 years behind a microphone. And you'll keep doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it will change the platform or the medium? Um, podcasting possibly because like it's so saturated now that I think there's going to be something new yeah. that's going to pop up. Um, but one of the reasons that I, like I love public speaking is it has been going on for eons and it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like when automation comes in and you know computers are running all of your screens and stuff, it can never do what y'all are doing. Yeah. Like it can never replace somebody sharing their opinion, sharing um, even facts in creative ways, which is the whole point of yeah. ministry. You know, like mm-hmm. That's a, a very dumb way of saying yeah. the great commission and what we're supposed to do and new evangelization, all that stuff. Just say the truth in ways that make sense, you know, in ways that are engaging. I, th- I think I'll always be doing that and I'll die behind a microphone like this. Yeah. I feel like that tension between thinking you're the worst garbage person in the world and thinking you're God's gift to man. I feel like that's a common thing with performers in some way. Because you have to you have to be able to pick apart yourself in order to critique yourself and get better. And then you have to also be willing to think, I'm worth listening to. I'm worth getting behind a microphone and broadcasting in Tulsa <laughs> and Wisconsin and Seattle. The, the, the most ironic thing about editing, which is like – Honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do in the world is I most of the time or not most of the time anymore, but a lot of times editing myself. Mm-hmm. So I am at the same time, man, that was a really crappy way to say that. <laughs> wow. It sounds brilliant now because I'm a great editor. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All at the same time, I'm being humbled and super proud of myself yeah. all at the same time. So yeah, it's strange. So you love editing. Do you think there's something to like you're editing out what you feel like are mistakes or – um like silent space like that. Do you feel like though, that there's something added when someone's just like including that when it's live, the difference between live and edited. So when you give a talk, it's live, there's no editing. Right. But it is also, if you could, would you just give them the edited version? Absolutely not. But 
I've also worked on public speaking for years and years and years. True, and years and years. true. Um, and what so in I, a way, that's editing. I right. get your point. Yeah. Right. And, and at, but at the same time, live, a lot of times, like even how I speak, unless it's in front of hundreds of people, like usually it's 100, 200 yeah. or something. Like there's interaction with the crowd. It's yeah. going back and forth. I haven't looked at Nick in a very long time. Hey, Let's, look at, him. Let's look at him. Let's all look at him. Let's all look at Nick. Man, um, he's pretty. He is, very, very good looking. Gosh, he's pretty. Um, but there's that back and forth and you're kind of feeding off the crowd and that sort of thing. So there is going to be that yeah. awkward pauses and that sort of thing. But yeah. Uh, it's one of, one of the reasons that I edit my show less than other shows is one. I've been doing it longer than everybody that I'm editing and like speaking and doing yeah. radio longer, yeah. but also how many years, uh, three years. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of the podcasts that I edit have been going for like new or within the last year yeah. and a half or so. Yeah. Um, but also because I was that the noise that <laughs> no, no I made was, a, I made a noise in my mouth and I didn't mean to <laughs> it sounded like a sound and then Nick bite. made eye contact with me and then I was because like, I just had no idea sorry where sorry that keep came going from. keep going keep Nick going and he starts doing stuff behind my back that's an amazing <laughs> no, was, V-neck that's a V-neck with a pocket where is that from it's a frocket is that from Target I don't know my wife about Wait, six months this? ago was <laughs> stop God it's from Target that's from Target. I don't know. It's Goodfellas. That's from Target. My wife got tired of looking at me about six months ago and told me to work out and bought me a bunch of new clothes. Oh, that looks great. But it has Thank a you. it has a front pocket because I just bought a, a shirt that color. But, man, if I would have seen – wow. I like the pocket. That really adds something to the V-neck. Anyway, sorry. You. You're talking about you edit shows that have – Yeah, so like editing has made me aware of my failings as a speaker. And has given me awareness of that and helped me to grow in that. So when people say a lot of ums or like, I do that like, a lot. One of the things that people don't realize a lot is like when they're speaking faster than their brain is going, they're like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then I went over to his house. That's so me. You That's don't realize so that you're doing that. It's me. And I will say as well mm. all the time. Yeah. You I do. hate it. I hate myself. that too. <laughs> So, like, hearing that over and over and over again yeah. and having to make the choice, am I going to make this sound natural and real or am I going to take it out, like, inspires me to do it better the next time. Yeah. So it's like, like you're saying, like, I'm critiquing myself yeah. literally for an hour and a half every week. Yeah. Uh, and it makes me better. Do you get nervous when you speak in front of crowds? Never. Do you, like, uh, when- one time. One time I spoke and the bishop of the diocese, it was a, a diocesan youth rally. Yeah. And he came and sat in the front row, and I've never been more nervous. I was so nervous, and I had only slept for an hour and a half the night before. Oh, damn, you party hard. It was travel day. It was the worst travel day Ugh, of my entire life. Cocaine. I, I got there in dress shoes, athletic shorts, a T-shirt, none of my luggage. I flew through a, a lightning storm. Helicopter. Uh, <laughs> why is this lightning storm? I don't know. It's because we were circling – Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were circling the airport. Yeah, you were circling. And they were like, uh, there's lightning storms, so we're going to not land. Not land. I'm like, yep. that's the worst decision yeah. I think anyone's ever made. <laughs> Hopefully, we have enough gas. It was very traumatizing to me, yeah. which is why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I don't know my idiosyncrasies in front of video, and that was one of them, and you yeah. pointed it out. Thank we're going to let you edit the video version <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was so tired and so nervous that he made a beeline for me right at the end. And I had to go for it. It was right before Halloween. And as he walked up to me, I said, nice Halloween costume. <gasps> for the bishop? S- yeah, the bishop. Why did you say that? <laughs> because You were so nervous? 
I was nervous, and also I feel like bishops sometimes need to be treated like yeah, regular people right, because right. no one treats like them scum. that way. I'm so guilty of like that. Like scum. Let's time. treat them like scum I every just, now and then. I just talked for 45 minutes, and I yeah. did my style. I yeah, told yeah. 25 minutes of jokes and shared so the So what do you do? What do you do? He stopped and paused and stared at me for six seconds and then let out this huge belly laugh. Nice. Oh. And I've gone back to that diocese <laughs> oh. five times to speak to his youth ministers, his youth. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Conference, like, oh. And every time I come into town, he asks to see me. Oh, that's a feel-good story yeah. of the year. I love that bishop. Bishop Nicholas. So you've ne- so the first time you've ever spoken in front of more than five people, did you get nervous? I used to get nervous. Uh, How old were you? The first time you spoke in front of more than five people. And then Nick, you're going to go next? Uh... College freshman freshman year in ministry, I started speaking. Freshman year of ministry of college, I started doing ministry. You were in ministry, yeah. I like Where camp, campus ministry at Incarnate Word in San Antonio? So I was like a camp, like a campus ministry intern or whatever. Okay, your first talk, or you you had a, that yeah. was it. It yeah. was a talk on yeah. what? I don't remember. And in front of I've talked so much. Since then. <laughs> and in front of who? Uh, it was called the fire. Okay. You were the fire that week. I was. I and mean, so they I were like. to look much hotter than I do now. <laughs> and they were like, Taylor, next week at the fire, we want you to bring the fire. Right. Topic is fire. I don't know. It was probably terrible. Okay. Uh, and you got nervous? Uh, yeah. And like, so like being a music major, I would I, like my instrument was my voice. Mm-hmm. So like I would sing. I would go up like like we have to perform for it's, it's killing me that we're talking about editing and then I hear myself making all these dude. Movies. There's no editing. <laughs> there, we are gonna have no editing. It's the real me, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I would shake singing in front of people, even though really? it was like singing some of my closest friends. Yeah, really. Yeah, and like, why do you think that is? Um, I, because of the like the nervousness that people have performing in front of people or talking in front of people. Yeah. But I did it so much that that freshman year that like. It never bothered me after that because, like most of the time, I knocked it out of the park or did or did exactly. So, but that's what I was supposed singing. To do. But when you spoke in front of people, how was that it different? T- it took maybe about a year or two, yeah. and like so, I I led worship like professionally in college. Like I started pretty early doing conferences and retreats and that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't until I became a youth minister that I started speaking more often. Yeah. I would kind of do like the speaker as worship leader thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. means it wasn't very good. It was right before worship, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, Nick. Guys, uh, guys, we're about to lead into this song, but before we do, right. I just want to say. Here's the one scripture verse that I have memorized. <laughs> <laughs> just want you to think about this. Uh, lift your hands. Uh, so let this be our prayer. <laughs> let this be your prayer. That's the worst thing. I can't stand what people say. What Cl- do you think I've been doing? Close your heads and bow your eyes. <laughs> That's why I hate at the end of Mass when they're like, uh, let us pray after the Eucharist is over. Uh, what do you think I've been doing for the last 56 this minutes? this whole time, man. <laughs> You're late to this game. But uh, that's when I really started like honing the speaking stuff because I was doing it every week. And I, I wasn't more nervous, but I wasn't as free. Like, yeah. I was tied to my notes. I was tied to the stand. And now it's strange Unless I'm giving like an actual new talk, new material, because somebody asked me to give this specific talk that isn't one of the 120 I have written and saved in my computer, like I'll be t- more tight on my notes. But like, most of my talks that I give, I've given yeah multiple times, and I my notes are there, and I use them nice. once. You know? I feel like for me, like as my awareness, like if you could draw a bubble around me, as my awareness, like the farther out my awareness got, the better I got as a speaker. When I first started speaking, all I was nervous about 
was, am I like Scott Hahn? And all I, all I cared about was like, I just was so consumed with how do I sound? What am I sounding like? What am I saying? Do I sound like Scott Hahn? Do I sound like Mark Hart? Do I sound like Jeff Raymond Arroyo? Raymond Arroyo. And, and, and like my awareness bubble was just all about me. And then there was this moment where I I don't know what, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I started thinking more about the crowd than about me. And I made this flip where I was like, the only way I can process this feeling of anxiety and pressure and stress is to do the opposite, which is just be fully myself. Like to try to be as fully vulnerable and myself. And if I say, um, or like, or, but, or if I say something wrong, like that's who I am. And I'm just going to be completely present and only care about them. And that's when everything changed for me. And I, I have video footage of me giving a parish mission at my home parish. And it's so embarrassing because you can just, I can tell as I'm watching it that all I care about is me. All I care about is what do I sound like? What, what am I saying? And I'm even sharing stuff that moved my heart and I'm not, and I don't care about the people and I'm not focused on, I'm just focused on what am I saying? How do I sound? What do I look like? And I remember the height of this was like um, one time leading worship at St. Francis. I remember this was like one of the moments when I realized, oh, wow, I've really adopted this was, I don't know if you remember this, Nick, but one time kind of leading worship. Well, no, I think I was substituting for you. I was leading worship at mass and I started with like the closing song, but I started, I was singing in the wrong key or something. And just two years earlier, if I had started in the wrong key, I would have just kept going as like this facade of like, I know what I'm doing. It was a purposeful weird modulation. Yeah. So it was like, "Ah, ah." and instead I just stopped and I just said, Oh, that was the wrong key. We're going to start again. And I just started again. And it was like, no one cared. That's the most professional thing to yeah. do, too. Because yeah. you never want to give like your audience, not that parishioners at Mass are the audience, uh, but you never want to give them like the uh, the responsibility to take care of you yeah. like, as the as the speaker or as yeah. the leading musician, because then that's just awkward all around. Like yeah. you're expected to take care of them to lead them. So yeah. when it's uh, when it's reversed, it's like you are showing up to a meeting that you're just going to be a part of, but now you're expected to lead. It's just like, well, I've got nothing prepared for you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, 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 you know, by not pretending I'm amazing and just saying, Oh, I messed that up. Let's start again. And everyone's yeah. like, Oh, that's fine. Well, that's cool. I think, I think owning up to it too is also like kind of like endearing to some degree too. Yeah. Cause I mean, a majority of the people there knew who you were. Yeah. And I'm sure that helped. If because Dear if I God, we can't wait till next week when Nick comes back. <laughs> I think I, I think I was sick that yeah, day. I yeah. think I was playing drums for you. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe or something like that. But like, if you would like, just maybe two years earlier, I would have said, "No, I'm the type of person that never messes up, so I can't I can't break that facade. So if I've started in this key, I'm not going to stop in this key, and I'm going to pretend everything's okay. And I think that that's I don't know that really that really changed for me like the for people listening, you know, the caring more about the audience than you care about, you know, it's like humility, that whole saying, which is kind of cliche, but humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Right. And from then on, you know, from 
whenever that kind of changed, it's like any time a microphone's in front of me or I'm in front of a crowd, I'm just like trying, trying to, trying to notice the eye color of the person seven rows back. Have you noticed mine? They're beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. I've lost all my hair and I've gained 50 pounds, but I still have but you my look blue strong eyes. strong like bull. And that's a new shirt. You haven't washed it yet. Have you? I've had it for a year and I haven't washed it. Wow. But it looks, it still has that like silky appearance. Like it just was bought. I only wear lace. Taylor, what do you hate? Okay. We'll go to Nick after this commercial. <laughs> Is there anything you hate? It Nick, rhymes that I hate? with father. Oh, <laughs> Fudge, I already asked that question. <laughs> we had a segment with uh, Kyle he, Hyman where he, we asked like things that you things that are like getting in your gourd. It's fall. It's gourd season. It's decorative gourd season. And this is the season where like there are some things that just kind of piss you off. I hate getting asked the same question over and over. <laughs> really? How often does that happen to you? I'm married, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you also hate women. Yeah. Brought to you by Buzzball. You want me to finish that for you? Sure. Um, is there anything you wish you could say on your show that you would like to say on our show? <laughs> All the things that just popped in my head that I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? No one wa- no one listens to this show. Oh, man. Uh, I'll give you a, a sneak peek. So I was looking. I, I, this was my phone. Again, I'm talking with my hands for things that only I your see. Your phone's right here. I know. It's in my pocket that <laughs> yeah. you keep pointing out. So. I ran out of things to say the other day. Liv Harrison just texted me. We were just talking about her. She read it. Read friend. it. Read it out loud. What did she say? Harrison, if John from Stay Close to Christ gave you a box of things from me, could I get it from you? No. Her name is Liv Harrison? Olivia. Olivia for, Harrison. Short for Liv. Olivia, I wish you would Olivia text me. Is short for Liv. Let's do that right now. Olivia, please yeah. text me. Can you text. put me in a group chat with, with yeah. Olivia? I want her to come on the show. Okay. Do you think she'd come on the show? How often uh, do you ask your current guest to be like, we want someone better? And no, I'm not saying she's go- better than you. <laughs> I'm not saying she's better than you. I'm just saying I want her to come on the show. Hey, Liv. I'm on Edmund Mitchell's show. Again, that makes me so angry. Nick, while he's texting, think of a question for him. Okay. Text him now. That sounds terrible. I'm going to edit that out. Group text us. I did. Shoot, I'm glad I'm not. Johnny just texted me and said he's glad he's not here because I am. I have good friends. Do you think of a good question for me that he oh. hasn't asked? Yeah, sure. How about um, what do you do? Like, okay, as a as a musician, right? You said you you lead uh, music on occasion, right? Do, do, do you I love speak, how easy that was. Do you speak more than music, or like at the moment? Uh, I think I speak more than the music a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So like, but the biggest thing that I like sell myself as is that yeah. I can come and do both. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just like, yeah, it's, it's brilliant as far as like a marketing perspective. Yeah. Uh, but for you, like for me, like as a speaker as well, like I, I, I'm, I'm a lot better at speaking when I can, um, I guess kind of see that somebody's like kind of checking out a little bit. I, I can kind of like maybe turn it on a little bit more, like, you know, to, to grab their attention or just to do something because I, I take it personally when somebody's not paying attention, not, not because I, I think I'm being selfish, but because I think what I'm saying is really important to their own life or, or that has, it has the potential of being important. Uh, whereas leading in music, when I see that somebody's checked out, like music kind of demands 
a different kind of participation because we're leading them in in prayer like through song. And so what do you do when you're leading that kind of in worship like that and you see that somebody's just checked out, just not just into it, they're just kind of glazed in the face. And how do you like what do you do? How do you deal with that? How do you keep it from not affecting your own prayer? So uh I have changed how I've done this. Okay. And I have a new way that works for me, but it might not be good. So you can tell me which this is an amazing question. So it is. So the the difference between worship and speaking. Uh worship, I can't do anything to break I can't communicate with them. Yeah. I'm in the middle yeah. of something. Right. <laughs> I'm in the middle right. of, of leading people in worship. <laughs> so like I like the two things I do. One. Hey! <laughs> hey, you! You're a good... Hey! No, you're a good, good... Hey! Freaking sing! Father. That's actually how I parent. It's who you are. Freaking wake up! It's who you are. I like it. What the hell are you doing? It's who you are. Like freaking wake up and all of your kids just yeah, woke up. Yeah, my kids come downstairs. So, uh... And I'm loved by you. <laughs> what the... <laughs> to you are raise your hands <laughs> thank you for your mercy jesus uh so praise you lord leading worship i can't do anything it's like what i have done yeah. is not if it's one kid but if it is a majority of the group mm-hmm. i just stop after that song i'm just done I just, right I just, yeah just you just pack up and leave no no no, no. so like he, it, it's he really won't like, he won't push it like beyond what is he's i don't know that they're already not giving. Right. Does so that make sense? It's, this is when it's a group that I'm responsible for. Yeah. My youth group, my uh, campus ministry. If I'm a guest somewhere, I'm not going to just like change their schedule because I'm frustrated, you know, but like, yeah. like I know essentially like my kids. So like the campus ministry kids, I know them well enough to know they're in it now or they're not in it now. Yeah. And we'll stop after I'll have three, four songs planned. We'll do one. I'll give the talk. We'll come back and we'll do the third, second, third and fourth one. Yeah. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of seeing where they are. It's like, I don't have to do exactly what I had planned if it's not working. Uh, the difference with speaking is I will win that person over. I will do yeah. everything I can to win yeah, that person right. over through comedy. So like comedy yeah. is the biggest thing that I use to break through to people. And that, like that's, I will win them over. I will do everything that I want. If I get that kid yeah. to laugh, then we're, then we're fine. And, and I just don't know what the equivalent is, you know, on, on that flip side of leading through song. So, you know, yeah. So the, the thing that I have done anytime that I can, and I've even done this, like when I am a guest, like at a mm-hmm. conference or at a retreat or whatever, it's like, that is the important time for the rest of the adults, the team, the leadership teens, right. like whoever to be interspersed and just worshiping and just worshiping helps because yeah. they're the leaders. People will look at them, but also be like, yeah, because like it, it has been there have been times if it is one or two kids are oftentimes in the front row mm-hmm. and I am leading worship like what you were doing yeah. was extra funny to me because I've done stuff like that. Yeah. Not with my words, but everything you yelled, I said with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank you for the cross. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Just staring them in the eyes like, shut up. I'm just going stare to them right in the you. eyes. And then right, right after yeah. worship. OK, guys, closing prayer. Mm-hmm. OK, everybody, you can go. You do. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and it's different, like in, in speaking your, uh, I mean, there's uh, so many forms of communication that you could use. Uh, and, uh, when, when it comes to like music and, and worship like that, like the, the main goal is, is prayer. You're not encouraging 
Oh, or when you're speaking, you're not encouraging the listener to, to pray. Never. I've never right. encouraged anyone. <laughs> well, well, no, like as you're speaking, you're, you're not expecting that they're praying as they're listening yeah, to yeah, you. Pray yeah. always. You know? <laughs> yeah. In the shower. I've been praying on the this commute. whole time. You're not. <laughs> when necessary, use words. And so I my, – my, <laughs> Pray always. I, I realize my question is like a little bit loaded. And so I, I don't know. I just – how like I like my mashed potatoes still, and questions. There we oh, go. Gosh. Bacon. But but if you're Jeez. I planned that joke three weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> but if you're speaking to that person, don't you feel like you're kind of everyone is everyone is hearing a message geared towards the person that's sitting in the front row that's like, yeah. I don't even like speakers with beards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Neither do I. So uh, like your whole talk is for that guy, but he's like, I'm a Republican. <laughs> so I'll I'll break out of it for a second to try to get that kid and then yeah, I'll go yeah. back to what I planned. Yeah. And like so it's different when I'm speaking to a group that I'm coming in as a guest, but when I'm speaking to my group, mm-hmm. when I plan my talks, I speak to the to the two primary groups: the kids that care and the kids that don't. Yeah, every other talk. Yeah, um, and I even tell the kids that care, like the leaders, like, "Look, you've probably heard me say some of this before, mm-hmm. uh, but now watch how I teach it." Yeah, so that we when we have our meeting next week with just the leaders, yeah, how did I teach that? What did I do well? What did I maybe not do well? So that you can share this with your with your friends, your family, you know, like that, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, when I'm a, when I'm a guest somewhere, I just have to pick somewhere kind of in the middle yeah, and, and go there. But like, yeah. So like when, when, when the kid's sitting there like that, I'll do whatever I can to get them 10, 15 seconds just for them. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll touch say, em. say a joke, just make go out into the crowd and touch them. I've done that. Yeah. I have to, uh, the, that's when they're acting up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Just put your hand right on their shoulder. I, Heavy I've, hand. I've learned that shame uh, works very well. Yeah. Shut kids up. There was a kid the other day. I've been in ministry long enough to stay fairly relevant to like the new words that kids make up because there's new words yeah, all the like time. Visco girl. Mood. And they're always bad. See, I, I don't like all the words are bad. I don't know. Yeah. VSTO has been around for a long time. Though. Yeah, but Visco girl is a new thing. See, I don't know what that means. We'll look it up afterwards. But Visco girl. But I also know that 90% of those words that I don't understand are not good. Yeah. So I was giving a talk the other day. And a kid said something in response to something that I said. We were all laughing, and then he yelled something out. Yeah, and probably a racial you just, slur. You just didn't know how to feel, did you? No, no. So I, I knew exactly what he was oh, doing. Oh. I knew exactly what he was doing. So I, I, I said, "Oh, do you want to repeat that a little louder?" I didn't hear you. Oh, good. And like he was that. like, "No." Was Why like, did he just randomly yell a racial slur? <laughs> it wasn't a racial slur. I don't well, know. What did he yell? Some word that I don't understand. I still didn't understand it because I kind of didn't hear him, but I also understood enough to know that it was one of the the new kid words. That so he uh, just randomly yelled a word. It had something to do with what I'm get, saying. I'm okay, guessing. okay. And and he said, and so he was trying to make a joke that that you know essentially yeah. that all the kids understood that none of the adults. Yeah. Did. So he's just like Gibraltar, right. <laughs> and you're like. Is that a straight? <laughs> yeah, you're like, repeat that again. He's like, nope. Nope. Uh, I was like, you want to say that again? Gibraltar. And so he didn't act up the whole rest of the talk. So shame nice. always works. Wow. Yeah. I was I was always taught like to to never single out a kid. Yeah. You know, in, in the midst of I don't of, of, of their friends. That's well, a, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying that that's like a Don I, Bosco. I've definitely I've definitely done that before. I've tried know? that. Like, I've tried I, that. I think there there is value like when it is calculated you know um i don't know but like different methods <laughs> you know for different times too there's a kid that loves me to this day mm-hmm. but all, our entire staff was at this event and i was the speaker and there was this one kid who everybody knows he drives me insane like he was the one that like knows how to push your buttons yeah 
And in the middle of my talk, he just yelled out, I play the viola. Like in the middle of like, I'm, I did, like I, I did the 20 minutes of silly. What a freaking. I did the five minutes of transition. And then I started getting to the heart of the gospel. What a loser. I play the viola. And I look at him. I said, no one asked. And I kept going. The entire crowd just. <gasps> <laughs> and the youth ministers were mad at me. And he, he came and gave really? me a hug before he left. Really? You know, I was like, he was fine. But that's it a, shut him up. I mean, he he needs to know that that's not okay. Yeah, right, he needs too. to know. And so, like, I think for I think you changed him for the rest of his life, <laughs> whether it was what you talked about yeah. or just it was like a, a maturity. He has, a, never, like, he has never heckled me in a talk ever. Again. <laughs> but that's the John Bosco preventative method. You prevent them. It sounds like an NFP thing. Yep. Yeah. The preventative The preventative method. <laughs> The, the Don Bosco preventative method. <laughs> My preventative method is that I don't have sex. <laughs> well, uh, that's apparently Creighton? what Don Bosco nah. sounds My like. preventative Bosco. method is I wear this burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shave my legs. Preventative method. St. Teresa Alate. <laughs> I don't shave my armpits. Hashtag preventative method. <laughs> I don't brush my teeth. Hashtag preventative method. How does he know all these things about me? He just listed off all the things about me. <laughs> well, that's all we got for today, guys. Liv Harrison. How do, how do second- you decide when you're going to end a show? Because you know, it's just a feeling in my gonads. Like, I'm done with you now. <laughs> well, no, it's really based on how I feel like the guest is feeling, and then how long we've been going. How do you know how I'm feeling? Do you want to keep going? I would love to. Keep I have going. no idea how long we've been going. We can, okay, I, mean, we I have can a news. Can we go news article? Sure. Let's see what Liv Harrison said. No, no, no. I have a news article that I wanted to pull up. I didn't know if you'd be willing to talk about this. I only have one news article for today. Nick, if you could play our news clippings, uh, the Allie Hop. What do we do with Allie Hop? This is Allie's news. The only. I was trying to find news articles for us to talk about in case we. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't. This is great. He's like, I'm going to end the show because I'm tired of you. You want to keep going? Sure. Let's find news articles because okay. I'm also done with you. <laughs> okay. This is, the, this is the news article that I thought would be really great for us to just kind of weigh in on. Okay. I'm just going to read the title. Medieval sex cult at center of German crossbow murder mystery. <laughs> Where did where where did you find that? The where, where did you? Where, I don't know, <laughs> man. Is that what that is? Can you see? It just came I mean, up. I don't know. It came up somewhere. This isn't the first article I read, but what do you Google to make the Facebook ads target you for whatever article that was? No, someone on Facebook posted this. I think it was. <laughs> He's uh, the leader of the no, cult. I, I want to know what you Google. <laughs> no, it was. Can we answer that first? No, Artur Sebastian Rossman posted this on Facebook, and then I found it. And here okay. it – man, he posts a lot every day. While he's finding that, do you know what an amazing like modern icebreaker question is? Is like going around a circle like what is – what what target ads are you seeing right now? That's oh, a and, really and, and like, amazing and like, and question. what does that say about you? Like oh. go, go around in a circle. What ads are you seeing right that's now? That's a really – why. That's an amazing question. I came up with that two weeks ago. That's an amazing question. He does show prep. You do show prep. I don't have a show. Smash burger. I got you ha- this is your show, Nick. You were hungry earlier. Smash burger. Also, Kathy, your ministry podcast is Always. your show. That's hey, not my show. Ed- okay, here we go. Edmund, you sharing something from Fonley. Okay. 
This was the fourth thing. Okay. Okay. This was the original. Arthur Sebastian Rossman posted members of German crossbow sex cult suicide pact. I'm just going to stop you right there. So, okay. Wait, wait. In what order are they doing this? Okay. Wait, wait. (laughs) Let's dissect this. Let's, Let's dissect this. Members of a German crossbow sex cult suicide pact. There's so many modifying German crossbow, German crossbow, sex Sex cult, suicide pact, suicide pact. Okay. Let's keep going. What's the suicide pact? Does that mean they're all going to the Waco thing? They're all going to, yeah, they're all going to kill themselves at the same time with With a crossbow with crossbow while having sex. Well, not while, but they're a sex cult. How do you know? Well, have you read read enough to know? You're true. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. Will this get you canceled? Okay. Members of a German crossbow sex cult suicide pact took knockout drops drugs before they were willingly killed in attempt to be reborn in a higher realm. Investigators believe these are all so many random words. (laughs) Like when I came across this, I was like, what is this? I'm mostly angry that they put investigators believe at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Why the, the they (laughs) they didn't need to put that. Members of German crossbow sex cult. Like, okay, let's take out crossbow. Members of a German sex cult suicide pact. That's enough. But you add crossbow into there? What the freaking crossbow? It sounds like something straight out of Game of Thrones. Okay, this is the real, though. Like Tyrion's. No, this is real. Members of a German crossbow sex cult suicide pact took knockout drops drugs before they were willingly killed. Okay. Will, before they were Investigators killed. Investigators think. Investigators think. In May, a man and a woman were found with crossbow, bolt, crossbow bolts through the heart. The female... Sh- I like how you pointed like we're not sure. This is a video. It's a video podcast. This is where your heart is, everyone. Speaker. The, female the more sh- you know in the, the middle f- of this sex cult story. <laughs> The female shooter had then turned the weapon on herself in Bavaria. Two days later... Can you shoot yourself with a crossbow? Yeah. You have to put your toe in there, and then you... (laughs) Bo Jackson could do it. Two two days later, two other women who belonged to the sex cult were found dead 400 miles north in Wettingen. Detectives revealed today that the two shot by crossbow had taken a knockout narcotic similar to a date rape drug before they were willingly killed. Two found at the separate address were believed to have poisoned themselves. They didn't use the crossbow. They're not going to the next realm. In May, German police were left baffled when three people were found dead from crossbow wounds. Wait, they weren't baffled before any of this. (laughs) (laughs) This was the point. It was just too much. (laughs) Three people were found dead from crossbow wounds in a sleepy Bavarian guest house. And two days later, two other cult members were found dead 400 miles north. What makes a house sleepy, Nick? Uh, I think a willow tree. Yeah, that makes sense. Two willow trees, um, a front porch, um, and a cat. You're welcome. Isn't this, isn't this crazy? Everything about this is crazy. I really like Nick's answer. <laughs> So some did, guy did I not just described the house of your dreams. Just now? You, wait, 
Are you texting Liv in the middle of this? Yeah, I am. So some guy owned some medieval crossbow like shop where he sold mead and crossbows and like weird stuff. And these people killed each other with crossbows. They they took like date rape drugs to knock themselves out and then someone to to respawn in some higher power. You know what's going to happen now, right? What? In about 30 to 40 years, in the exact location where all of this happened, there's going to be a couple that improves all of the sleepy houses. And then they're going to make a mecca for white women to come look at all the, the burlap and shiplap. Because this is exactly what happened in Waco. Really? 30 years before white women flocked there. So wait, So after that happened? White- there were no crossbows. So after that happened, there white- might not have been any crossbows. <laughs> Wait, but why did white women flock there afterwards? Because of the the people that update houses with sh- shiplap. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh. There you go. So like Magnolia. the Bavarian Chip and Joanna Gaines in thirty years are going to set up shop in Bavaria in the sleepy house, and then white women will flock there. That's so weird, man. Can you imagine someone tries to convince you like we're going to take drugs? And someone's going to kill you with a crossbow, and you will, you will be, be reborn, reborn. <laughs> into new life. And you'd be like, "Excuse me, raise hand. Why crossbow? Can we do something different other than crossbow? Why crossbow?" Okay, but to be fair, that's how I think about most things. How we talk about them as Catholics. Yeah. So, like when I was a young kid, first getting into church stuff. They were like, you're going to go to this conference and be set on fire. I'm like, that sounds terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, excuse me, Taylor. Could we wash you in the blood of the lamb? <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like something yeah. the people in Bavaria would yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, and then like, hey, you want to eat this guy's flesh? <laughs> I have follow-up questions. How old's this guy? <laughs> oh, he's been dead for 2,000 years. <laughs> What's it look like? Uh, untasty bread. Gross. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm in. You want to come to our conference called Ignite? Fusion. Set fire. Uh, uh, relit. Thirst. Uh, you were about to say a blaze, weren't you? He was about to say a blaze, and he then he realized that's where I work. <laughs> a blaze. God, I saw him say, dude, uh, and then dude, freak out. Dude. <laughs> Oh man, you read me so good just now. Yeah, you saw you saw me for it's who I am. It's better than our previous name, dude. And that that was not intentional. What was at all. your previous I name? Promise that was not intentional. What was your previous name? Collaborative Catholic Formation Ministries. I like a blaze a lot more. Yeah, I like a blaze <laughs> way more. I told you. He punched me really hard because <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I could <laughs> now. The, the, He's like, the, I feel bad for the joke the, I just made, so I'll punch you really hard to make yeah. up for it. No, if, if I punch that. you, that means I like you. Yeah, it means he like he loves you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had As he sitting like this. I had the strongest urge to just rock him in the room. Should have, should have, and you would have broken your hand. Do you think much. you would have broken okay, every single bone? In but your do body. you think like if you had to kill Nick, do you think you could? Yes, with your bare hands. Yes. How would you do it? Like around his neck? Yeah, describe it. I, I I would use my girth. Yeah, I have much okay. more belly than Nick, and you just I suffocate use, him. Use my weight Prove and it. probably punch him a bunch of times, okay. and then. Uh, yeah, but that wouldn't kill him. I punch hard. If you uh, punch somebody in the face long enough, they will die. That's, no, they won't. Yeah. You can crush someone's yeah. face. 
Yeah. Just you, by it, punching them? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Just by punching? Yeah. yeah. You would kill them? Yeah. yeah. I don't you know can, about like, that. You can crush their face in. By punching. Mm-hmm. I think about doing it to the man who Prove rhymes it. with father all the time. <laughs> Prove it. Do it. So if you – no, don't. <laughs> if, uh. There's a saying, and it if goes. If he asks me how old I am, no, or I'm how from, old are you? I'm gonna bash his face. <laughs> There's a saying, and it goes something like this: If in the future, artificial intelligence can create like a world, an artificial world, what? I'm thinking about the Bavarian sex cult now. The robots connect yeah. to this, yeah. So the saying goes like this: If in the future computers will be able to recreate like a matrix like world. And you could put a, a, a headset on that could create a virtual reality world. If, if you play out the years, hundreds of years, 200 years, the chances that we're in a virtual reality world right now compared to not being in a virtual reality world, there's way more virtual reality worlds than there are real worlds. Elon Musk believes the chances are likely probable that we're at least in a virtual reality world right now. What say you, Taylor? I think you took the same drugs as that Bavarian sex crossbow cult like four minutes ago when you left. You were fine <laughs> until you couldn't got me a second thing of water. And you came back and you're just... You know, I'm just saying, like, like if you keep going, at some point, there are way more opportunities for us to be in a virtual reality, artificial intelligence world that can recreate all of this by computers. There are people, there are legitimate mathematician scientists that so really believe... So you think we're believe, playing The Sims right now? Yeah. There are people that really, li- literally, legitimately believe that it's more likely... That's our goats. Oh. No, it's my daughter. I, I had... I was only hearing it silently through this in my yeah. headphones, and I was like, what is happening inside of my brain? That's, That's legitimately what I thought. It's a goat. Who's or in a there? Demon. It's a demon. There are people that believe that there's a higher chance that we're already in a simulation than we are not. The chances of us not being in the simulation already is very, very low. What say you, Taylor Marshall? I think of uh, he was going to punch my face in. <laughs> I pictured myself doing it. I can't stand that guy. Hey, I can't. Stand oh, him. so mean. You called me him. That was meaner. <laughs> meaner. He's been on the podcast. He came over. He sat right I there. Can't stand him. Oh, what? What about him? His jagged jaw. Pur- purposely divisive. Hmm. I'm trying like that's to some, rile up the church but I feel and there's like, a fake pope. Yeah, but I feel like you are purposely undivisive. And that's something I can relate to because I am also purposely undivisive. I I uh it's this I just realized this recently about myself when it comes to like the podcast and how yeah. I speak and that sort of Seriously, thing. Seriously, and I is, relate I, I feel like I relate to what your take on this. So like I never dress up. 
So, and whenever I do dress up, it's like, wow, that was awesome. That was so yeah. different. It was like something very different, right? What's your dressing up? Like, like a suit and tie, like that sort of thing. Like I very rarely do that, yeah. like once or twice a year. Yeah. Uh, so when I do it, it's special. And so like this last week, people like Taylor Marshall, like uber traditional people uh, trying to say they're the only – real church and they know the true church and it's not the Pope and it's not anything else they only know and using hateful methods to to share that message. It's like, if you are using hate, you are not in the mm. will of God. Like mm. it's just, it, it can't be of God if you're using hate. Well, what's that have to do with you dressing up? Because last week I am very un, undivisive on purpose. Um, and on certain things. Yeah. Like a lot of my style will be divisive to people. Um, but when it comes to like topics and stuff yeah. last week, I talked about that subject and those people Yeah, and I stepped out of it and like, I got a great response from it. Like I got more response on that segment, that 18 minutes of coming out and essentially sharing like the stuff that I usually keep to yeah. myself. Yeah. And you were um, dressed up. No. What's that? Have to do that with was an dress- analogy. I very rarely come out and say something divisive. Oh, and gotcha. I, and I did, gotcha. I did oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He and I are not friends, and I blocked him on everything. <laughs> so, what made you? What What made you? Because I I battle with this sometimes too. Because as people who talk publicly, some people might say, "Well, you have a responsibility to say something." And I remember, um, I forget what the thing. Something happened, and at our parish, Nick, you were we were still working together something about the sex abuse scandal and our pastor was like, how many times do I have to bring this up in a homily? And people would email and say, why aren't you talking about this? And he would say, I talked about it eight weeks ago. Right. How many times do I need to bring it back up? And so on the one hand, there's this responsibility of talking publicly because people, people want you to, Speak, speak to something they're feeling and in some ways validate like this is a valid um, emotion. But on the other hand, I often skew on the side of like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. I don't want to yeah. give it air or oxygen. Yeah. My, my thought on it is like, like literally the point of my show is to bring people joy in the midst of all that crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one thing. And then also I am not the responsible party Yeah, for, that kind of, so like the two times that I've really stepped out were last week and then last summer yeah. during the sex abuse scandal. We did a whole show in response to that, and part of it was like pressure that I knew people would need to hear something. They want it. They like and in some and to some point, there's a lot of people that are like, please just say something, right? Just like tip your hat or something. Just right. acknowledge this feeling that I'm right. having. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, so yeah, so like the purpose of the show is to be this, but every now and then something steps out of that where I need to do something different. And I think like a lot of like how I've learned, like I talked about Lena Rooley earlier, but like comedians, late shows, like that's where I learned how to speak. Yeah. And like what a lot of the late shows have been doing recently when there's a huge tragedy that comes out, they start their show. Usually the show starts with the music is playing. Like you started your show with all the music. If something crazy happens, somebody passes away, you start the show. 
Hi, I'm Edmund Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick passed away last week. You know, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Hit by a bus. <laughs> Didn't hurt though. Killed um, instantly. That'd be an amazing episode. <laughs> we more because he wouldn't be dead, and he would show up at the end of the yeah, yeah, That'd be cool. Uh, be really I, I can cool. help produce that. So, uh, <laughs> but I mean, whatever they, they come out and they say, okay, there was this, there was this mass shooting. Our thoughts and our prayers are with them. Yeah. Um, tonight's show goes out to them. And there's something they, important about seeing someone you love acknowledging that. And so yeah. there's a pressure. Right. Like, but, and as a pastor, there's a pressure of like, in my homily, I need to, I need to like acknowledge mm-hmm. because, but then at one point, I remember Father Flynn just being like, how, how many times do I need to talk about this? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. People are never going to be happy. Yeah. But like the thing that I love about like what those late night shows guys do is they do that. It fades to black. They go to commercial. They come back and they do their show. Yeah, mm. as they as they plan to do it, and then it's kind of we acknowledged it, and it's over because yeah. a late night show is not it's not their responsibility to figure out mass shootings. Sure. You know what I mean? In the same way that like church scandal, the Amazon Senate, like that's not my responsibility. Yeah, it's not my like I don't know about it. Why? Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. would just upset me if I learned about it. I would imagine yeah. if, if if everything that I'm hearing is true. Yeah. So like why even bother with it? Yeah. You know. It reminds me of uh, John Stewart was being interviewed by like I don't know CNN or Fox News or something, and they were like, "Don't you have a responsibility to to show the news and a po- and, and whatever?" And John Stewart was like, "We're on a comedy network. I'm a comedian. We come on after crank yankers." <laughs> and 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 the and the guy was like, "But it you know in statistically most people under the age of whatever they're getting most of their news from you. Don't you feel like you have a responsibility to to be neutral or to project a certain thing?" And he's like, "No, right? We're making fun of the news, and that's all we're supposed to do." And and yeah, sure, like maybe most of America is only getting their news from us, but our intention is to make fun of the news. I get my news from Twitter and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Taught you to receive my news. And I'm <laughs> so much happier yeah. than people who watch. Yeah. I don't care what side you're on. If you watch Fox, NBC, what, CNN, whatever, like I am happier than you. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not listening to this. It's, it's constant negativity. Yeah. Constant negativity. Uh, no matter what, like neither side has good stories. Yeah. What do you wish if you could talk earnestly to someone listening, like, what do you really, what do you feel like after, I mean, you're, if you turn 50, 60, 70, you're on your deathbed, 80, 90, a hundred. I mean, you're strong like bull. You're a hundred, 110, 120. I'm dying before 60. My wife is hoping that. Cause what do you like? What, like what's like deep in your soul that you want people to take away from your body of work? Like, like if they listen to everything, like you listen to a lot of Lionel or Lino, Lionel Richie. I do listen to a lot. It's just hello. What's his name on how to loop? Lino, Lionel Richelli. No, what's it's, his name? The Italian Catholic. Lionel Richie. No, freaking the Italian Catholic. Lino what's his name? Rulli. Lino. The Italian Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Just one of those. Like when, like if you could articulate what someone gets from, let's say from three or five years ago. They listen all the way through. They're a huge fan of you. Like, what do you want them to, like, what do you want them to hear? What do you want to say to them? What would you want to just say? Uh, the biggest thing is that, like, we walk around not understanding the power of the resurrection. 
Like we walk around guilty all the time, not feeling great. Like even some of the stuff that I've talked about today, it's like, we, like my security obviously isn't in the resurrected Jesus. It's mm. in not being as good of a podcaster as so-and-so or getting yeah. some stuff. You know, like, like Jesus really did what he did and that should affect how we live. Mm. Uh, like we have, we as Catholics have swung the pendulum so far away from the pendulum swing from Protestants of once saved, always saved the, the, the cross meant something that we have shied away from that to where we're like taking away, like in our personal lives, we don't often believe it theologically, but in like in how we act, how we think, how we treat ourselves, how we see ourselves, it's the opposite. We're like, I'm never saved, you know, mm. and it, where it's like actually like our theology in the catechism is actually closer to what saved always saved than to the Catholic guilt thing. And that's become a thing that we all believe. Mm. It's like Jesus really did die for you. He really didn't mean it. He died for you while you were sinners, while you were literally enemies of him. He came and died for you anyway. So like, let's actually be joyful. Let's be confident in his love and mercy for us. So like, as long as we're trying, we're good. Yeah. You know? And I, I think we miss that a lot. We, we think we have to be the holiest people. We have to act saintly when even like that even clouds our view of the saints. Not many of the saints were saintly mm. more than 30%, 40% of the time. Some of the nuns, you know, they were, they were holy. <laughs> Some but, of the cloistered yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. you know, but I mean, we whitewash them, you know? Yeah. So that's it. Jesus actually died for you and it meant something. So let it mean something. The resurrection, man, we don't talk enough about that as Christians. We talk a lot about the crucifixion. Yeah. We understand sin, but we don't understand the, the resurrection and the actual power of that. Like it's wild. Like and like if we, we talk like we talk about it all the time. Like literally it's our jobs to talk about Jesus. And it's like like a person was killed. Said he was going to come back, and he came back from the dead. Yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's the one thing. Like, if that one thing didn't happen, none of the rest of it right. would be valid. Liar, lunatic, uh, yeah. or true, or whatever, whatever the saying is. It's like, yeah. if that I'm, one thing. I'm going to come back from the dead a few days later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy. We'll write some books about him. He was a good man. Exactly. We'll put him in the Quran. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, just the other day, I was praying with um, First John. It says, like, we speak of what we've seen and heard. And these are people who have, like, witnessed the resurrection. And you can almost hear it in that passage where they're like, this is freaking crazy. Like, like you can hear them being like, we've just... We're speaking of what we've seen and heard that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. And um so that our joy may be complete. Yeah. Like it's like not just so that you can share in this but like so that we can be joyful. Yeah. In in like this is so exciting that we have to share. It yeah. They're just like this is freaking crazy and we're not perfect but this guy rose from the dead. Whatever. Yeah. Just like do with that what you may. And it's just I don't know. It's the one thing I go back to, even when I like struggle with faith, I'm like, does God really exist? And then I, and then I open this book. Like it's, when you're like, I'm probably a computer simulation. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go the way. Musk said so. I'm going to go the way of Gunger. Just like 
figure it out on my own. That guy's fascinating. Yeah, he's amazing. I listen to his podcast all the time. But like, and then you open up this book, and and these people are like, we're just talking about what we've seen and heard ourselves, and this thing happened, and and here we are, two thousand years later. Yeah. I'm sharing with you something that I heard from somebody who heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it. Heard it, heard it. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Where can people find you, Taylor? Nick, do you have a better question to wrap this up with? Otherwise, I'm just going to ask Taylor to just share where we can find him. Or I'm going to text live. You can find me on Circle View Court. What? That's your address. That's my address. Don't say my address on my podcast. I didn't say it was your address. Y'all did. Okay. Nick, do you have any <laughs> other questions? Sure. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, we're going to end this podcast. No, man. This has been fun. Taylor, I'm a fan now. It's been fun. I'm a fan now. Taylor. You worked before. Well, I, I mean, I I never met you before, and this is I don't know. It's, this has been nice. So this humanizes you. I like I'm, you too. I'm a fan. I'm a and fan you of you now. Revealed to me that you like ignored me two years ago, and I didn't even know that. And <laughs> no, I still dude. You. No, no. It's not that I ignored you. <laughs> what was that? I, coming on your show, from what I've listened to and seen from your show, I'm now sad that there weren't more sound effects like throughout. Actually, not many episodes have. I mean, the first couple of season two there were, but then when the live audience, I didn't really do because they couldn't hear the sound effects. But when it's just us four, then I'll do sound effects. And then Nick doesn't really like it when I do sound effects. What do you mean? Sound effects are the greatest. They are. Really what do you mean? Great. I don't really. Don't call me out like that. I'm not give really an example. Like what do you mean? I don't know. You don't really. What like evidence it. do you have that I don't like it? I don't know. You just you think you, because you want to explain to people listening at home that that's not really what happened. You're just like, hey, that, hey, that didn't really happen. I think this is very inaccurate. Taylor, where can people find you online? <laughs> very confused. If people want to follow you that are listening to my podcast, if my audience, my mom, wants to follow you. Sup, Sharon? Where should she go? Doreen. Thank you very much. Doreen. I don't know my mom's middle name. Doreen. What? You don't know your mother's middle name? Doreen, 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 Doreen. Doreen. Come on, Doreen. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. No, I was thinking of Jolene. That song. That's what he was. That's what you were saying. And then, I, and, then I, and then I kept the joke going with other songs. Yeah. Keep up. Okay. Where that people, was an unplanned joke. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> where, where can people go to find you, follow you? ForteCatholic.com. F O R T E Catholic. Uh, everything's there. Social media, the show. Yeah, not the show. This Support you on Patreon. This is the show. Yeah, Patreon. All the links are there. ForteCatholic.com. Patreon. When's your YouTube channel coming out? I have one, but it's primarily me blowing people's heads off in Rainbow Six Siege. Where can we find that? I'm interested. ForteCatholic.com. <laughs> really? Oh, you like you're blowing people's heads? Is that like a? Uh, it's a video game where I shoot people. Nice. What's that guy Blevins? Yeah. Uh, you and him do that on there or is that something different Fortnite? yeah so he is a streamer on Fortnite. uh yeah and he is a co-host on my show but we don't do video game stuff together i'm not cool enough oh i went on a stream one time and he was like yeah he was like yeah <laughs> well okay anything else you want to say to our um millions of fans doreen i just want to talk to you for a second I'm, I'm, sure. s- I'm sorry your son doesn't know your middle name. I'm also sorry that 
I sang two songs that included your name from your time period that your son didn't recognize. I apologize on his behalf. I also apologize that for many years he's probably asked you the same question multiple times and didn't hear the answer. And I just wanted to apologize on behalf of the show because now I'm part of the family. And I also want to say to you that Nick would be a much better son than Edmund for you. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Love you. Oh, all right, Taylor. Well, I love you too, Taylor. <laughs> Were you? Wait, oh, you weren't talking to me. That wasn't for me. Oh, well. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, this was fun.